Hello, I'm Travis Wayne Hurt, and you're listening to the Travis Wayne Hurt Christmas Special, the podcast. We did it. We're at the final episode. We spent this entire year talking about what the last decade of the Christmas special has been like, and it's culminating with this. Today's episode is all about the Travis Wayne Hurt Christmas Special X. It is out right now on Urbana Public Television's YouTube channel if you want to watch it. And if you're listening to this podcast on the day it comes out, Christmas, it will be on tonight at 9 o'clock Central Time. We're changing the format of this month's episode a little bit. First up, a tarot reading from Anastasia Pennington Flax. When Anastasia was on the pod a couple months ago, they very graciously tried to predict what the 10th Christmas special would be like, and you're going to get to hear it. After that, we will be joined by this month's guest, Travis Bean. Travis is going to talk about the two segments he was involved in for this year's Christmas special. They're called Bro Exercises Volume 3 and Christmas Corner. And we'll round out this episode with my co-host Aaron Gillis and I discussing the Travis Wainhart Christmas Special X, as well as giving our thoughts on what a decade of the Christmas special and a year of working on the podcast has meant to us. Let's go. It's Christmas. It's Christmas. So, uh, Travis has selected of the two decks I brought, a Toth deck, which was designed by Aleister Crowley and Lady Frida Harris. Um, a, an interesting fact about this specific tarot deck is that it is covered in my blood, which I think, did that contribute to your decision of the two that I brought? Without a doubt. You All kn- right. You knew that. You knew that coming in, that that's the one I was going to pick. Uh, kind of. Yeah. But I, it's good to provide options. For people. While prepping the lights for this, I cut my finger. I got, I'm bleeding now, too. So. Oh, well, y- you want to shuffle? Yeah, sure. <laughs> so I shuffle, I shuffle this? Yeah, you shuffle it uh, three times. Okay. And then you cut the deck Okay. wherever it feels right. Great. I'm going to go ahead and do that. Try to do it into the mic. We'll see. Is it just shuffling like this or however I want to shuffle? However you want to shuffle. Okay. And I, I usually say three times... You know, three times is a good minimum, but it's until you feel, okay, I have shuffled this deck sufficiently. If I damage these, is that part of the allure of tarot? Like, this deck has lived more now? Um, Yeah, sort of. And I mean, it's also already beaten to hell. Sure. It is the least nice of the ones that I own because I use it so much. Gives it character. All right, so I've shuffled it three times. I'm now going to cut it in a way that feels good to me. There you go. Thank you. All right. So I think let's keep it simple. Let's just do a three card spread. A lot of people when they're doing three card spreads do like past, present and future. Sure. But I personally like to read as a narrative. So, you know, you've got beginning, middle, and end. And I feel like this also suits for a reading for a Christmas special. Like, how will this go? What what do we get to at the end of this? This makes me so happy. <laughs> All right, so I've pulled three cards. And another thing I like to do sometimes is pull a wild card and set that aside. Sure. You know, just in case we flip over the cards and go, well, that's boring. You know, there's more information to be added. Okay. 
<clears throat> my cat Gillis is helping. Gillis is being an excellent familiar right now and sniffing out the cards. <laughs> Gillis just flopped down on all of the cards and ended the tarot reading. All right, so the future for the Travis Wayne Christmas special is cat. Uh, hey, Gil, come here, come here, Gil. I'm gonna get her food. That's how she's encouraged and motivated. Oh, there she goes. Oh, there we go. Get back in your perch, Gillis. Good girl. All right. So now that Gillis is no longer laying on top of the cards, she blessed them. Thank, um, thank you, Gillis. We, we've got our first three cards flipped. And the first card that I've pulled is the Two of Cups. Um, nice looking card. I don't know what any of these mean. Well, you know, it, it's got two cups and some lotus flowers and two fishes. It says love on the uh, bottom. It says love on the bottom of it. One of the things that I kind of like about this deck in specific is that it includes like little words or phrases on the bottoms of each card that kind of tells you which direction you're going into. And the queen, the the suit of cups, tends to be um, associated with like feelings and relationships and all that stuff you know like it's watery and fluid in that way all right so the description from the little book that comes with the deck because i i like reading them they're nice i feel like you know just to go completely off of the symbology no matter how much you've memorized the meanings kind of leaves out a step Sure. Um, but so, Two of Cups, love. Harmony of male and female interpreted in broadest sense. Perfect and placid harmony radiating intense joy and ecstasy. Pleasure, warm friendship, mirth. This is a card about a relationship that is going well. Okay. Um, and things being in a state of balance in a very positive way. Okay. And when we get to the end, then we can talk about what these all mean together. The second card is the Princess of Wands. I really like the design of this. Um, it's got a naked lady and a tiger. And there's a fire and she's holding a staff with the sun on it. The Princess of Wands represents the earthy part of fire. A young woman, individualistic, brilliant, and daring with great energy. Sudden and violent in love or anger. Enthusiastic. Um, it can also, as in a more negative way, mean superficial and theatrical. And then your final card for the Christmas special, not counting the wild card, is the Empress. Okay. Uh, this is one of the ones that has blood on them. <laughs> Good way to end. Yeah. But in the card, you got the Empress... Holding a floral staff, you've got the moon, there's a swan, and the swan has a bunch of little babies, and there's a shield. So the empress is love, beauty, happiness, pleasure, success, fruitfulness, good fortune, graciousness, elegance, and gentleness. So all in all, I'd say that this is a very positive spread okay. for the Christmas special. Um, it seems like you know the relationship of the christmas special with everyone who is involved in it is going to be a very positive productive thing this year 
so yeah, and you've got a lot of cards that talk about love and joy, and then you've got the Princess of Wands in the middle, and I feel like she's kind of like, this is the inspiration and enthusiasm. So if I were to predict something in specific for the Christmas special using these three cards, I would say that it is going to continue to be this wonderful, fruitful, artistic labor of love, and that maybe people's enthusiasm to actually contribute stuff will be reignited. That happens every year when the Christmas oh, special Oh, yeah, but comes I mean out. they'll actually do it this year. Uh, you know, I hope so, too. Yeah. <laughs> so I keep bullying everyone and saying, it's the 10th one, it's the 10th one. If you didn't know, <laughs> it's the 10th year. Big year. Big year, huh? Mm-hmm. All right, do you want to know what your wild card is? Let's hear this wild card. Oh, I want to say one more thing. Oh, you already flipped it up, so go oh, ahead. No, I know what it is, but you haven't seen it yet. So one last thing I want to say, you said that that, the Empress card mm-hmm. has to do with like success. Yes. I hope we get money this year. Oh, <laughs> I that'd be pretty cool. Maybe you can actually pick up some real advertising sponsors. Yeah, I think on the podcast, our main sponsor that we brought up over and over, I keep forgetting them, but I know one of them is Diet Coke. Ah, Diet Coke. Diet Coke. What what could be more refreshing? Mm, no di- calories, all di- the taste, all the. Aspartame. Yes. Great. Diet Coke. Diet Coke. Yum. Um, (laughs) So your wild card is the Magus, also known as the Magician. Okay. Um, Which I think is great. Yeah. This is a great wild card for this spread and for the Christmas special. You look very Um, excited. I I am. Um, So this particular Magus card has this doofy looking naked guy it's the best way to describe him he's a doofy looking naked guy it's the second card in the major arcana yeah and he's surrounded by all of his little magical tools and there's also an ape in the background these sound like they this sounds like tony the guy that has all the magic tools and also he's an ape in the background (laughs) Um, but the, the doofy looking naked guy is also a depiction of Mercury, who is wisdom, will, and word by whom the world is created, um, who symbolizes the fluidic basis of all transmission of activity, which still sounds like Tony. Yeah. The the reason we've kept going. The main creative um, force behind the Christmas specials. Yeah. Um, and so this this card is skill, wisdom, adroitness, elasticity, craft, cunning, deceit, and theft. Sometimes occult wisdom or power. Um, messages or business transactions. Um, so basically, I think your wild card is just Tony hanging out, getting ready to work his magic once again. That sounds accurate for most of the Christmas specials. Yeah, he, he's just chilling over on the side. Cool. Um, but... Yeah, it's it's a card that is simultaneously about extreme creativity, at least to me, but also about illusion and creating an illusion. Okay. So the magician can, on the one hand, be like, hey, here are all of these cool tricks and here's all of this knowledge that maybe you don't have or you do have but aren't using properly. But it can also be like, well, is everything as it seems? How does that work in with the other cards, or does it? I don't know exactly um, how this works. Well, for, for the wild card, sometimes it can just be additional information, and other times it can be another 
angle. Okay. Or in this case, it could also just be like a person who is kind of watching over the process. Aw. So, you know, maybe you, it's, you know, adding it into the other cards, it could very well be read as here is where all of your and all of our skills that we have picked up over doing this for so long at this point really come together and and mesh and synergize and turn into something that's even greater and more magical than normal. Or it could be a warning. Like, so a lot of people are going to tell you that they're going to do stuff and then they won't again. It's all an illusion. Or it could just be Tony hanging out, getting ready to do his magician stuff again. Well, thanks, Tony. And thanks, Anastasia. Thanks, Tony. And thanks, Travis. Yep. We are here with this month's guest, Travis Bean. We're going to talk about the two segments that he worked on for this year's special, Bro Exercises 3 and Christmas Corner. Hi, Travis. Hey, how you doing? Good. How are you? Good. Although you you didn't say my name correctly. I believe I'm known as the other Travis. The other Travis. That's right. At one point, (laughs) I feel like... I feel like when we first met more than 10 years ago, there were like a bunch of other Travises in this town that I knew. And at this point, I'm the only one left. (laughs) I I remember specifically about you that you were the first Travis I had ever met. And I was always like, oh, like, that's cool to know another Travis. And then there was another time where there was another Travis that was hanging out with us. And there were six of us in a room and three of them were named Travis. (laughs) So every time the name Travis was said, we were all like, huh? <laughs> huh? Huh? Weirdly enough, in my like tiny high school, it was like less than 200 kids in the school, and there was another big redheaded kid named Travis. <laughs> and one time he was, he was getting up to mischief on the bus, and I got the detention. Oh, wow. Yeah, because yeah. you got confused. I, I understand. Yeah, that bus driver, Mr. Cox. Well, he's dead now, so. <laughs> who who wins, Mr. Cox? Me. Oh, that's karma for you. <laughs> uh, well, I, that guy actually ruled. Mr. Cox was like the only good teacher at my high school, so I shouldn't be acting <laughs> tough and talking trash about him. Poor man. Absolutely. Yeah, okay. Sorry. Sorry, Mr. Cox. Anyway, I guess very briefly, we will talk about how you got involved with the Christmas specials, because... You came along mm. with Tony, right? Yeah, from the I think the second special. That's right. We did the first special, and then I think the second year, Tony just asked me, "Hey, can I make something?" And it was he made it all on his own, and it was kind of like the first time I had no control over a segment. It got sent to me fully formed. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> you must have been terrified. You're like, "What have I done? <laughs> what will this become?" <laughs> no, I, I really. <laughs> I really loved it. Uh, it's. I remember getting the preview images from him, and it was like, um, it had the date twelve twenty five three sixty five, and it was <laughs> so funny. <laughs> it was all about how to celebrate the holidays, and yeah, it kind of spun out from there. That year, you guys did that have some of the sissy pot stuff in it. Oh yeah, that was the it introduction did. of the sissy pot. Okay, so I guess. Let's talk about that segment from this year first, then, since we're already mentioning okay, yeah. mentioning the sissy pot. Um, this year, you guys did Christmas Corner, and 
while we're talking here today, um, I have to assume other parts of this special that aren't done yet that Tony's working on. Oh, right. So this segment is you guys meeting up to do a QVC style, buy this on television sort of thing or a gift guide thing. Yeah. And it's sequels to stuff you've done in the past. The Sissy Pot, the Sissy Pot 2.0. Of course. And this time he's selling you a thing called the Cuddle Plug. Yep. And he keeps calling it Scut. Do you know where that's coming <laughs> from? Did he explain that to you? Well, part of the fun of this segment this year was that I had no idea what the device would be. Like Tony kept like giggling and being like, I'm going to show you this thing and like you're going to react to it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, when he like, you know, kept like talking about like the elements of it and saying the word scut and saying it was a pet. Like I was just like laughing because like I didn't expect any of it. <laughs> okay. So um, I, we were just kind of riffing and shooting the shit like we always do. Cool. Yeah. Um. The scut will come into play in another one of his segments, most likely. I think he's uh, bringing it from that into this. Oh, good. But, uh, I was afraid it would go away. <laughs> I uh, <laughs> I noticed, well, just talking about you guys, just kind of riffing and talking about stuff you don't know about. I think this was the first time you guys have done a segment where you both seem fairly sober. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're getting older and drinking less. So, yeah. Yeah. Congrats. I think, yeah, that we're 10 years into these things and that. Tens seems to be a thing, like people settling down. Yeah, right. Do you have any notes on this specific segment or how it came to be, or should we just get into the notes I have on it? Um, Let's see. I think the, the cool thing about what we always do is, from the very beginning, it's very, like, collaborative. Like, Tony's gotten a lot better. Like, he's kind of made it his job, and he has, like, good vision and everything. So at this point, we kind of follow his lead. Um, and heading into the special, he had like, he wrote like an outline of like, it wasn't a script or anything, but it was just a general outline of like, here's where I think, what do you, what I think we can do that continues, um, that continues and brings catharsis to like all of the original segments we did. Like we're bringing back everything and they're all going to connect. And I was just like, yeah, man, like that sounds great. Like I'm kind of just followed his lead, but at the same time, like still have that collaborative part where like we just kind of show up and like figure out what we're gonna say and riff and we did get a little drunk so like that helped a little bit i think like that helps (laughs) being able to just do it and do it in one take and get it done um but yeah we kind of just headed into it not really knowing exactly what we were gonna do and just throw it you know come up with ideas on the spot like people suggesting things and someone building on that idea and it it, the way it unfolded was the way it unfolded so you basically just knew Tony's going to talk about this item and then at some point we'll get to the fish man part. Is that kind of the outline? <laughs> yeah, we we did the fish man thing first. Okay. And even though Tony had sent me the outline, um, I think in true Chris special fashion, like I wasn't totally clear on like what the angle was, like people not knowing Tony's lines and stuff. Like I was just uh-huh. kind of a whatever Tony Tony told me to do, like I did it. So like I didn't know what was up with the Fishman stuff exactly at first, but I knew it all tied together somehow. Right. So that that Fishman thing comes out of like a pivotal moment in these Christmas specials, which is in that that first thing that you guys made with Tony when you're yeah. telling people how to celebrate the holidays. The first death in the Christmas specials <laughs> happens, where it's your now wife Lauren. 
Yeah. She reels in a fish and she decides she's going to let the fish go free instead of keeping it and eating it. And then that fish is you and your flipper yep. turns into a knife and you stab her. And true Christmas spirit stab her. Yes. We've kind of marked that down as the first time a death happened in the Christmas specials. And I didn't know when we started these Christmas specials, there would be deaths. <laughs> And it's kind of spun out from there where there's been a lot of deaths. <laughs> of course, me and Tony would do that. Like, I feel like he talked about that movies game that he used to play. Yeah. Um, and him and I you both used to do that. We would both like make movies and show them to each other. He was always way better at it than I was. Um, but I feel like even in those, like always death, like always just like dismay <laughs> and terror. <laughs> like we were always just like, we thought it was funny to like, kill people but then probably just like bring them back anyway uh like in true like fast and furious fashion like you know we just like like all that weird goofy stuff well talking about that death this segment reveals that lauren didn't die <laughs> so so it wasn't the first death yeah maybe all these deaths that happened since then were people trying to copy you guys and failing you know <laughs> like they didn't really need to happen well i will say we don't know maybe someday we'll get a uh, some backstory on why Lauren's back. Maybe she did die and then she was revived. Like, I don't know. Yeah, that goes along with things that have happened in these Christmas specials for sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> talking about more stuff from this specific segment, Tony's kind of talking to you like, we've had this item for sale and this item for sale. And he says the urine pot. And you were like, wait, what was that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, because was that one of Tony's specials? I mean, I've seen them all, but I was like, I should have refreshed my memory before we did that special, I guess. Yeah, so that no, that that's something he and I have talked about. Uh, and we might even be doing a weird thing here talking about it, but he had tried to move away from calling the sissy pot sissy pot because the word sissy could be viewed as offensive. Oh, sure. And then that kind of turned into his segment from last year where it was like a very misguided corporate retreat about rebranding. Yes. Oh, the cartoon. Yeah. 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 yeah where, where this guy's saying like, we want to be more inclusive and then just says a lot of wildly offensive stuff. That's way worse than yeah. the name of the actual product. <laughs> when I saw that, Tony brought that up to me and he's like, yeah, Travis Bean was even like, wait, there's a different name. And he was like, that goes kind of perfectly along with like corporate rebranding and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I My reaction to that in the moment was both like genuine and like acting like I it was both like kind of shocked to hear it, but like was also like trying to like give off this feeling of being shocked and hearing something like that. So, yeah, I, I have a personal favorite moment from this one. That okay. maybe I can ask you about. Um, your character is trying to say his catchphrase, which is "Show me how it works," <laughs> and he can't remember it. And he gets some help <laughs> from Kyle, the person I just beat up. <laughs> how did was that part of your outline, or were you genuinely struggling with that? Uh, that's a good question. Looking back on it, that was I when I watched it, I was like, oh yeah, that was like kind of a funny moment. But like, I don't remember if I intended it to be funny or if it was genuine. Like, I truly don't know. That's one of the hazards of getting drunk for these things. It's like, you don't always remember things or I, I don't even remember what I was trying to remember in the moment. So, uh, but I, I did like, it was a funny stick I was trying to go with was like referencing my producer who happens to be Kyle, my brother and like asking him questions and like clarifying if we can do this or that. 
Yeah, Kyle's a real star in here, even though he's not in the majority of the segment. <laughs> yeah. He he has that line. He has the line that ends the segment. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Another thing I really liked in this segment is that, uh, and something I want you to know about, Tony's mentioning that this new product, the, the cuddle plug, will result in no more mess because uh, the sissy pot had that spout that spills down yeah. and makes a mess everywhere. Um, in one of your older segments you made for this product, Tony was showing you how to use it, and he's basically just waterboarding you on the floor. Absolutely. One of my friends who watches these specials and has contributed stuff, his name's Wilson Hensley. He lives in Arizona. He was watching that specific one and just like sent me a message that day, or I think he even called me and he was like, Hey, good job getting like a water sports fetish video onto Urbana Public <laughs> Television. I don't want to think of it that way. I mean, that's definitely how it looked. That's fine. I, uh, I like that kind of stuff. Like, I, I remember when Tony was on the show, he was talking about how he's really influenced by Tom Green. And I, I, yeah, I like Tom Green always, but like, I feel like the element. I brain is jackass. Like I always love jackass and like watching people humiliate themselves. And I'm always just like more than happy to like do something destructive to myself. Like I really don't care. Like I'm not worried about people seeing it or anything. So like to me, it's just funny to watch someone get willingly waterboarded. Yeah, I agree. And I think that's like a, a good attitude to have going into these things is just like yeah. the willingness to do something damaging to yourself, not necessarily <laughs> physically, but like mentally or emotionally or potentially lowering yeah. people's opinions of you. Yeah. It makes it silly. <laughs> Although it may have in some people's eyes. I don't really have many more notes about this one. I guess just basically it's you guys talking about the new item. Do you have any opinions yeah. on this new item, the cuddle plug? My reaction to it was actually like, I was acting a little bit, but I was genuinely just like, oh, God, like looking at the shape of this thing. And I was like, what is Tony going to like make me do with this? Thing? <laughs> <laughs> OK, I was like, what am I going to have to like act? Um, I was honestly thankful that it it only went as far as it did. Um, I thought, I don't know, it's just like it's such a typical Tony thing. Like it's like kind of weird and really ridiculous, but like ends up being really funny and simple and i don't know like the fact that you could stick your fingers through like two different holes and get ham cherry flavoring like it's the stupidest thing but like so funny because it's so stupid <laughs> um yeah the so flavor yeah i holes. think it's a cool addition and i'm excited for what other uh products this company's gonna bring to the spe uh, christmas special what did you think when he rammed that whole thing in his mouth <laughs> <laughs> well i said it on the special it's funny like as you're asking these questions i'm realizing like things i was saying to tony like i kind of meant i was like oh you want me to stick that in my mouth now like uh -huh. the thing you just stuck in your mouth <laughs> and yeah, you guys wipe like, that yeah. down <laughs> so um but i didn't mind again humiliating myself doing gross things like sure cool uh one other thing i noticed about you do being kind of ridiculous in this is that you're wearing two ties <laughs> yeah that Another one of those like weird, dumb little touches. Like I, I don't remember how that happened. I think Tony said like, bring something nice, or maybe I asked like, should I dress nice for this because it's gonna be like a QVC segment kind of thing, and he was like, yeah, bring whatever. And I was like, should I? I might have asked about. Oh no, I think I didn't ask about ties. I think I just like grabbed two ties. Like which one's better? And I was like, ah, I'll bring them both. And then when I got there, I was like, I'll just put them both on. <laughs> like it'll look stupid and funny. 
That's a great decision. <laughs> I really appreciate that. Yeah. Um, if you don't have anything else to say about Christmas Corner, we'll move on to the other segment you worked on for this special. Yeah. Uh, the only other thing I would say is give props to to Lauren for coming back and giving her little um, her strange little speech, um, call, calling me out as a fish man. Uh, she was like, because the second time we did a special for this, she like we all got together like let's make let's make another movie. And Lauren, like, for some reason, became very anxious about it and, like, didn't think she'd be as funny as the last time and ended up just getting so drunk that she, like, passed out and didn't participate in any of it. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like I feel like for that one, maybe she was filming parts of it because it's, like, the, yeah, the, main thing, the main thing I remember is, like, you and your brother Kyle and Tony crawling around and harassing your mom's dog. Yeah, actually, I think that was, that might have been the first special we did. Um, oh, okay, okay. But yeah, she would have filmed that one for sure. Um, by the way, I got to mention this because um, you've talked about your cats and how they were the first uh, members of the Christmas podcast to pass or the Christmas special to pass away. My dog actually passed away five years ago, oh, so my no. dog might have been the first member of the show to pass away. Well, what was the name of this dog? Jackie. Jackie, I'm sorry. We miss you. Thank you for your contributions to Urbana Public Television and to everyone's life. I'm sure you brought a lot of joy to the world. I got to say that every time, because like every once in a while, I'll show that first Christmas special specifically uh, to people because like it's kind of the most harmless of the ones we've done. And like I can show it to my mom or whatever. Uh Um, And it's always like really heartwarming to see my dog there. And like we're just like, and she's super old at that point, and all she did was like cower and shake. So like we just go up to her, and all she she was just sitting there like shaking. Um, and I like, I don't know why. I I say I don't know why, but it was because I was super drunk. Um, I like put my whole <laughs> mouth around her head because she just has this tiny little head. Uh huh. <laughs> so I always just like I always love seeing that. Um, yeah, talking about that and like something I've realized through doing this podcast this year is like, we're you and I are roughly the same age. I've been working on these for 10 years. You've been on involved for nine of those years. Like it's kind of like an interesting snapshot and like almost like family videos and a fun way to look back on the times and the people involved. So yeah, it's interesting that that's always there. It's also like weird to think about the like social ramifications of that and people in our generation and younger, like instead of family photo albums or slideshows they're gonna just be like oh go to my dad's youtube channel and (laughs) see what i was like as a (laughs) three-year-old i thought about that um because so when lauren came back to do her segment where she just shows up and she tries to do like i don't even know what accent she has as the fisherman it's like she's accentless (laughs) she just like made something up (laughs) um but she kept being like what was that accent and she was like trying to recreate i was like i don't think that's it i don't think that's it like just just make something up like i'm sure it'll be fine um but tony said like should we get like your daughter because i have a a newborn daughter this year um he's like should we get her in the special like should lauren be holding her and i was kind of like God, I feel like I should wait maybe just like a little bit longer and like skit some sort of consent before I drag Moira into this like craziness that I'm part of. Yeah, that's very kind of you. You're a great father. <laughs> I guess I mean um, I know I know people have included their kids. I don't have it. I, I think it's cool to do it, but um it's like for the kind of segments we do, like 
Like, I want to make sure she knows what she's getting associated with. <laughs> yes, that's... I'm I'm on your side here. And not to, like, denigrate anyone who's put their children yeah. into these things. I really appreciate it. And I think it will be fun for that family to look back on in some capacity. But I'm with you. Consent. <laughs> she's a teeny tiny baby. I mean... I'm not, you know, I don't even post her pictures like social media. So I'm not going to put her on YouTube while I'm being waterboarded with a sissy butt. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Right before we move on to bro exercises, yeah, you mentioned Lauren comes back. I guess we didn't finish talking about this segment and what happens. Tony introduces the new item (laughs) as you guys are exploring the uses of this new item. Lauren, your wife, appears and points out that you're a fish man and suddenly you're a fish man. You have to be returned to the water. And as you're doing that, your brother Kyle appears and Tony's like, hey, you guys are brothers. And he's like, yeah, I'm a fish man. Puts on his sunglasses. Segment ends. Yeah. Uh, Really ridiculous. Makes no sense. And absolutely perfect for the special. Yeah. And very loosely ties in whatever continuity we've fallen into. Yes. Yeah. I think for the tenth special, we just like wanted to make sure, like somehow, it all tied back together, even if none of it makes sense. Yeah, that's that's been an effort in making these things and filling in gaps this year. Is wherever we we like need music for something or need a sound effect for something, we're like, what if we use this from that year? And what if we use this yeah. music that is in this other thing? And yeah, it's just all bringing these ideas back and all of us blowing ourselves. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. So we'll move on to bro exercises three. <laughs> um, this is a segment that you and your brother Kyle have done a series on now where you're bros and you're exercising. Absolutely. Um, it's It started out as a commercial in the middle of a horror movie Tony made. Well, it was it was in the first special we did. It was just bro exercises. It wasn't like... It was just part of the four segments or whatever that we did. But then, yeah, it, Bro Exercises 2 was part of the commercials. Right, right. Yeah. Sorry, I got that mixed up. Because Bro yeah. Exercises 2 is in the middle of the horror movie. And that's when <laughs> Kyle was like living in Florida and you guys were exercising virtually. Yeah, he was an intern at the Dis- at Disney. And uh, Tony and I are just sitting around like, oh, because that was the year Lauren was... Uh, incapacitated and unable to help so like we were like trying to think of things just him and I could do um, and that was one of the things that was easy to do is just uh, Skype my brother and like try to find ways to like hold the computer and like I was just trying to think of anything I could do to like work out while holding a computer it was just so stupid it, we thought it was hilarious I don't know that you and I have talked about this directly but uh, Tony eventually made a segment for these where you were like putting together an in memoriam video about him and drank yourself to death while doing it. Yeah, that was and pretty then, dark. <laughs> and then you got bored being down in hell being like, Oh, the repetition of this sucks. I need to get out of here. And we built Tony built in this loose idea that like, Oh, if someone on earth is connecting with you in the way they did while you were alive, they can bring you right. back. And then, Kyle brought you back to life by exercising by himself, basically. <laughs> Doing squats. I think that was the idea. <laughs> yeah. Um, when Tony sent me that specific segment to review it and 
give him any sort of notes that I don't know he doesn't have to listen to but I give him notes I was like yeah. overly emotional which I didn't know I would be it was like so nice to see you and Kyle back together again yeah yeah that uh that a warms my heart to hear that like any stupid thing we do for the special can make someone feel that good and b I I wondered about this actually because if you became overly emotional to that how did you feel when me and my evil twin turned on Kyle and beat him up. Yeah, so that's what happens in this year's special, <laughs> Bro Exercises 3. You and you and Kyle are working out together. You're bro exercising. <laughs> and he's just like not pulling his weight. Nah. And then so, an, is it a clone of you? Is it an alternate universe you? What is it? I, I don't know. We didn't really talk about it. We were just like trying to think of anything to like make it more exciting. And it's just like, I, I think the idea was just that like, oh, what if, um, what if you, w- we didn't have any intentions of like beating up Kyle or anything. We were just like, oh, what if like the, you upgrade the product by like introducing a clone of yourself or something. Um, and that person's like the perfect gym mate because like, they're your body and like they stay at the same pace as you and all that stuff. But then it just became, of course, became like sick and twisted and we beat up Kyle because he wasn't able to keep up with us. There are uh, a, a couple notes in, in this one that I took. It's mostly about wardrobe. Those were my notes. <laughs> um, Kyle's just wearing a shirt that says bodybuilding.com. <laughs> <laughs> I did. You're saying that I don't remember that or, and I've never, I haven't realized it until this moment. Yeah, I I told Tony that as well. I was like, Kyle's shirt rules. And he looked at it and was like, oh, I didn't notice that. So great job, <laughs> Kyle. I, I assume that's a conscious decision he made. <laughs> was like, I guess you're be right. We never talked about it. But yeah, you, you must be right. And then the other, the other note I have, and this is, I'm sure, something you guys thought about, is uh, when the clone of you appears, he's wearing the exact same outfit as you. Right. And then you start working out with the clone instead of Kyle, but there's obviously parts of it where like Kyle has to double as a different part of you, like your legs. Yeah. For the part where Kyle's doubling as your clone, you made him put on the Puma track pants you were wearing. Oh God. Is that, you're saying all this and I don't even remember doing this, but yeah, that must've been, yeah, we must've done that. (laughs) Yeah. Cause your your guys wearing like pants. Kyle's guy is yeah. wearing shorts. And then when it gets yeah, to where there's right. two Travis's working out, they should both be in pants. And whoever's <laughs> doubling is your other clone that puts on those pants. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's something that that's the kind of effort we put into these specials. Yeah, I'm glad you guys put that thought into it and then immediately <laughs> forgot that you did it. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember that at all. <laughs> that's pretty much this that whole segment. Um, you and your yeah. clone are working out. It's going better. You beat up Kyle. He's laying on the ground. This kind of like goes along with the violence and stuff that started to happen in these specials. And you, you've you seen the segment, like the edit of it, Tony put together, right? Yeah. So there's like weird static and glitches appearing throughout. <laughs> it's, uh, it's like in these specials, some of the stuff's made by children. Some of it tends to be more family friendly. A lot of it turns like twisted and dark into our sensibilities that you were talking about. And Tony has told me this year, like, based on some of the segments we've got and reviewed, he's like, boy, this will definitely take on, like, a Christmas special after dark at some point. Yeah, right. And I, 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 
I kind of think this segment might mark the beginning of that. Like, I think those glitches <laughs> and stuff would play well into demarcating. Like, all right, well, the children's stuff's over. Maybe put them to bed. Yeah, right. Yeah, no, I like that. I get as that's why Tony handles all this stuff because like he has a good eye and good vision for that. Like, it's such a weird, strange little decision to do that, but like it does, it gives off that feel. Like you're watching something demented that like something's taken over your TV or there's like a ghost in your TV and you're watching something sick and deranged that you shouldn't be watching. Yeah. It's, it's going wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, did you have any other notes about the bro exercises three segment that you wanted to mention? Um, no, it was just, it was so much fun. Like it was cool to include Kyle in that. And, and, uh, yeah, but I, I the other thing I, I thought you might notice, but maybe you didn't, is the shirt I'm wearing. It's a Fast and Furious shirt. Yeah, it's like Dom's car, and is that one of Brian's cars? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's from the, the first movie, yeah. Yeah, I also noticed... I, I, I remember when you guys were filming this. Like, I remembered as it happened, and I wasn't involved. But then, like, looking at the set dressing for everything, it's very obvious that it's Tony's apartment during Halloween. There's, like, yeah. cobweb <laughs> decorations, and you even see, like, his chalkboard where he's keeping track of the horror movies he watched for the book. Oh, gosh. It's all real good. Yeah. Didn't even think about that. <laughs> <laughs> That's the sort of thing that like I'll latch on to and look at and I'll mention it and maybe Tony didn't even think of it and now he's like, yeah. oh, I should have put that stuff away. That feels like the kind of thing Tony would be mad he didn't fix before it happened. Maybe we'll <laughs> cut this part of the podcast out. um that's all i have for those segments i think maybe we'll get into like the general questions that i do every month with the guests yeah okay so every month i have the same standard set of questions that i ask each of my guests right now while i'm ramping up i'm trying to remember how i ask them um first up number one question you've been working on these since the second year of the specials so over the time period that you've been working on these what's your like strongest or best or worst memory of the christmas specials overall <laughs> i didn't even think about worst moment uh maybe getting waterboarded no i i think that uh the best just like i i still always think about the first year we did it and just kind of like the energy we had doing it like it's just so because like i said tony and i and tony mentioned on the show like we used to do the movies game and then we would also make movies and like we would just like there wouldn't be a script or anything we would just go out and like film random stuff and like put whatever music we wanted into it and just had fun and tony would always edit them and put them together and they were just fun to have and i think they're even on youtube still like we have toy story story where we argue about toy story and like i've showed that to my mom because like whatever nothing weird happens in that um so we've always had like a fun energy when we do this kind of stuff. And it's just, I don't know, the first time we we did this, it was just so much fun, like coming up with random ideas that like don't connect and don't make any sense and are just the strangest of them is like kind of like the the appeal of them. Like it fits so perfectly with the special, like it, it all the segments have that feel like they're all, everyone's just doing their own thing and they're just connected by the fact that like people go out and have fun and film something. Um so I think my best memory is just like just that first night, even though I was very smashed and don't remember much of it. Um, I remember having fun and uh, just doing what we always do, like 
you know, shooting the shit and coming up with terrible bits. And <laughs> except this time we got to make people watch and listen to our terrible bits. So I, I feel like the the general idea of the segments that you guys have worked on, and it's not always the case, but it's like you and Tony are from the same hometown. And it's almost like when you go home for Thanksgiving, that's when you guys are like, all right, we're all here. Let's do this. Is that kind of the case? Yeah, especially... Um... At first, that's what it was, because I think the first special we did, that would have been 2014, um, which would have been right when I moved to Iowa. And the year after that, I was in Minnesota, and now I'm in the Chicagoland area. So like, I've never been in Champaign, so anytime I have come back, it, this has been kind of an excuse to like do... Like, I visited Tony and stuff, but um, back when I lived in like Iowa and Minnesota... I wouldn't come back like super often or anything. So like, it was like this precious time we would have to do the special. Um, so yeah, that's definitely kind of the vibe that's there whenever we do one of these. Cool. And then the other question I have for the guests on the podcast each month, without any concerns for the budget or the talent of the people involved, what's something that you would like to make for one of the Christmas specials? Um, so I actually, the very first time, like when I listened to the first episode of this and I found out that's a question you ask each month, like I knew what I wanted to say. And every time I've listened to the show, I've just been like, so hopeful that no one else says it. (laughs) I want to mention something here before you get into it. Um, we're talking here today, doing this podcast. You're the only person that's ever reached out to me and been like, hey, I listened to the podcast. Can I be a guest on it? So that made setting this up very easy. Thank you for oh, listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of said it jokingly, but also was like totally serious. Like I would do it if you asked me. Um, but I meant it. Like I typed yeah. it at all caps, like trying to be a little jokey. But anyway. Um <laughs> But yeah, I've always just been afraid someone's... And I'm really surprised no one in this friend group has said this because everyone seems to be a fan of the Fast and Furious franchise. Uh, Like we all went to the theater to watch the uh, F9, which was like an awesome experience because it was like right after COVID and like it was the first time like anybody had been to a theater in forever. Well, yeah, Uh, we like we rented a theater to go do that. We weren't even going to chance being around the general (laughs) public at that point. Yeah. So in my mind, the ultimate experience would to become part of the Fast and Furious universe. Oh, yeah. Not do the Hobbs and Shaw thing. Like we would up, like in my opinion, that wasn't so good. Um, And we would bring like the right kind of energy to the Fast and Furious franchise. And I mean, you could sit, we could sit around and workshop ideas all day for the movie. Uh, The great thing about Fast and Furious is like you can come up with any movie where there's just an evil guy you got to stop. Uh, the only thing you have to include is like the power of family and like uh-huh. that's going to conquer all evil. <laughs> um, but in my mind, like, you know, Satan is the villain. Like he shows up. Dan can play him. Uh, <laughs> you could play the the Santa. You could be like the the redheaded dude from Game of Thrones uh, okay. and Fate of the Furious. Like you could be his like his tough. Um, the, or you, I guess maybe maybe you could do a dual role. You could be both him and uh, Vin Diesel. Or I don't know who Vin Diesel would be. Um, and like Tony and I could be <laughs> Ludacris and Tyrese, and and like everyone would have like I feel like our I feel like this would be a lot goofier. Like people would be driving like Santa would drive like a sleigh with wheels and shit. Um, and everyone would have like unique cars. We're replacing the actors in the movie. 
Oh yeah, you're right. No, it would be a spinoff. I guess you could go two directions. You could either remake the Fast and Furious franchise with everybody, but I guess you're right. No, we would be a spinoff. We, that's a better idea, actually. It's a spinoff, and Vin, maybe Vin Diesel shows up as a cameo or something. I don't know. Um, but it, I guess in my mind, it, it's Hobbs and Shaw esque, where like it's separate but connected, you know, because they want to create this like Marvel kind of thing where like there are other stories going on. So we would have like our own story, which would happen to be defeating the devil with the spirit of Christmas and family and stuff. Um, I think like, yeah, what. Not to like say what your idea should be, but I'm way sure. into this. Go for um, it. Eventually, in the Fast and Furious movies, uh, Brian, the character played by Paul Walker, just like drives off and starts a new life. Yeah, maybe like Tony's his neighbor in the new life. <laughs> <laughs> I did think about and Paul then, Walker, and again, part of my, apparently all the ideas I have are just copying things that happen in the Fast and Furious movies. But it would be fun to like have a moment where like. Maybe like you're driving and like you look over and like your cats are in a car like driving away and like like Paul Walker and Vin Diesel part. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, my like my little cat Fogelnest who passed away this year. She yeah. could be driving off to heaven. <laughs> Absolutely, and, and maybe my dog is on top of the car and like I'm waving from a mountainside or something. Yeah, that'd be perfect. Well, cool. <laughs> you somehow get us into the Fast and Furious franchise. I think if Vin Diesel just found out how much everybody was a fan and he got a glimpse of the specials, like I feel like he'd be into it. <laughs> Good. If anyone's out there, just let Vin Diesel know about these. Tell him he can uh, yeah. find them on Urbana Public Television's YouTube channel. There you go. So also each month, I don't want all of the questions in chat to come from my brain. I want everyone involved to contribute just like they do in the specials. So I have the guest each month ask a question for next month's guest. Last month was Dan Dutcher, the actual devil, and he had this question for you. All right. So this question's for uh, Travis Bean. Um, I loved your short with uh, Tony with introducing the Sissy Pot 2.0, but uh, really all the shorts uh, I really enjoyed. And uh, I learned that you helped write some of that with Tony. Um, I'm also a big fan of like the uh, DVD extras or whatever. So I wonder if like, if I could ask a question of like, was there any outtakes? If you had to put together like an outtake reel for like, if you put all of your uh, shorts together, is there one memory you have of like an outtake where like maybe you and Tony got a little too drunk and something happened or like, uh, water went up the wrong nose or wrong nose, the wrong hole when you're doing the sissy pot 2.0. Um, if you have any of that story, I would love to hear a little behind the scenes on that because I can really see the charisma between you and Tony, especially in that um, sissy pot 2.0. Uh, I really love the awkwardness that you guys portrayed. Um, and it looks like you did it in one take as well. Um, and if that's what happened, then props to you because one take stuff is hard. So anyways, great job. I hope to see more of you and Tony working together in the future. Um, maybe all of us, who knows? But uh, yeah. Yeah. So this is an awesome question. It's something I hadn't... Th there is definitely stuff that happens in this, and when we film that doesn't make it into what Tony edits. Um, and also just like funny asides. Like I feel like if there was like if I was on camera and talking about like, oh, like all this stuff happened on set, like this would be part of it. Um, 
uh, to, first to answer his question about is it all done in one take yeah we always usually do this in just one take um again it becomes much easier when you're drunk uh, you just like you don't really care to <laughs> like reshoot things like if you do it bad like if you do it bad it's funny and you just keep going um but yeah um i thought of some stuff that would be good as dvd extra footage um the first thing the the bloopery thing would be that i think in the third special tony and i did oh yeah that was it where i'm down in hell and or heck and um we're drinking and we're just like drinking as much as we can and then tony decides to waterboard me with a bottle of evan williams that while he's pouring it in my face he actually dropped the bottle and it hit me in the face uh-huh <laughs> did you know about this yeah, he's mentioned it to me and he, how he would have felt real bad if you actually died while filming a segment about how you were dead. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I was more worried about him like, you know, taking out one of my teeth or something. But luckily, it just like grazed like the side of my face. Um, so that would be good because I think I believe that's on video. So we could just include that footage. But the one thing I think would actually be really funny is... <laughs> So the very, f it's not the, f oh no, I don't get waterboarded in the first one. I get waterboarded in the second one. Um, and that just maybe like unedited footage of that would be really funny because like he actually did pour it on me for a long time. <laughs> uh huh. And like, it's, it's really tough for that. But like I was committed and drunk again, that helps a lot. Um, and so much water went all over the place. Um, and we were on, we were in my mom's living room. And so like when I got up from the floor, there was this giant puddle of water on the ground. And like, I spent forever trying to like mop it up with like towels in the house and like, and I couldn't get it to be dry <laughs> no matter what I did. And then like, I think we just left it and probably like passed out because we were smashed. And the next day my mom was like, were you guys doing something in the living room? Like the water, the grounds all wet in this one spot. I was like, oh yeah, like, sorry. It was just something we were doing. She's like, okay, well, like <laughs> I've tried, I've tried drying it and I can't get it to get dry. And I was like, oh yeah. Like I felt bad. Like I genuinely felt bad. <laughs> um, but there was nothing to do about it at that point. <laughs> um, and then like, so I, I think it eventually I showed my mom the special and her reaction immediately was just like, oh, yeah, like, you ruined my carpet. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah. And ever since then, like, what, it's been like six, seven years since then, like, she's mentioned it maybe like once a year. Like, she'll at some point <laughs> during my time with her, she'll mention like, oh, yeah, like that time you like got water all over my carpet. And I, she always like tries to make me feel bad about it. Like, she's got that weird, like mom attitude that like tries to guilt you for like something you did once like she acts like it's not a big deal but actually it's kind of a big deal uh, <laughs> and um and yeah I, i've always felt bad about that because it, the same carpet's still there and laura and my wife joked that like there's probably like mold forming under there or something and like just releasing toxins into the air <laughs> they're probably gonna like harm my mom's lungs or something <laughs> Yeah, it's like slowly tearing the house apart. She's just going <laughs> to fall through the floor. Yeah, all for the Christmas special. All right. Also, each month, I have the guests ask me a question. 
Travis, what would you like to know? Preferably something about the Christmas specials. Yeah, I think my question is, um, I don't know. I I heard this. I, I might have made this up, but I thought I heard this was the last special because it was number 10. Uh, obviously, I don't think that's tr- that's true, but it did. It got me thinking, like, what is the future of the Travis Wayne Hurt Christmas special? Like, is there going to be a final one at some point? Do you envision it, like, ending? Or do you think it'll just go on until you die and maybe exist after you die? Like, people's kids are making segments and stuff. Yeah, you know, we haven't plotted out a real end. And I think with this being the 10th year, people like you said, might just expect that it's the end, especially like over the summer, Aaron and I wrapped up the continuity we had built. I know with this special, it's not finished while you and I are talking, but Tony's wrapping up the continuity that he's been doing for the last number of years. But I, I don't think we're stopping. Um, I think that it will be interesting to get back to just like making sort of one-off things. It's very nice every this, this time of year, every year, to kind of like contact people and reach out and be like, how have you been the last year? It's Christmas special time. If you want to try to make something again. And it's also just nice. Like for me personally, this is something I realized this year is like every November and December, I start getting these videos from my friends emailed to me. And that's like better than any actual gift I get from a family (laughs) member, you know? And so I, I want to keep that going. There's no real end in sight. What I honestly think will happen is just one year we'll miss one. It'll peter out and <laughs> everyone will be like, like, it was pretty easy to let that go. Um, yeah. I, I do know, like, we've talked about Tony a lot on this podcast. Um, you've mainly worked on his segments. Like, without him coming on in year two, the specials might have actually already been over. Like, yeah, it, it would be hard to not have someone like that to keep me going on these and keep me interested and to do a lot of the work that I can't do. Tony's kind of a godsend in that capacity. So no end in sight. The actual end would probably just be (laughs) us forgetting to do one. It wouldn't (laughs) necessarily be forgetting, but just like letting the day come and go and all kind of being sad about not getting something done. I would, however, be very interested in this continuing on after I die next year. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, that would be a, that would be so dope if like people's kids were like, I want it to live on. Like, I'm going to make a segment. Well, yeah, you, you mentioned your daughter. Maybe she can start making stuff. I, I know in this special yeah. specifically, we're going to have more of the stuff from Chris Troutman's kids and they're both young. Maybe they'll continue on. Yeah, we have another a teenager who made some music for us this year, Gus Jordan. So yeah, maybe they can just take it up and keep doing it. Maybe if like Tony ever moves out of Champaign-Urbana onto doing bigger and better video production, maybe I can just get these kids to do all the work for me. Yeah. I just think that would be so cool. Like I really romanticize this idea that like when I'm 70 meeting up with Tony and doing something ridiculous for the Travis Winter Christmas special, I think that would be so that would be awesome. Yeah, and then just like uh, it won't even be email anymore. Just like mind warping it to the product, whoever's the producer at Urbana Public Television at that point, <laughs> being like, "Oh no, this again." Yeah, and we'll be able to like film our segments from our respective places, and it'll be like we're in the same room. Yeah. So yeah, no end in sight, which I'm happy about. This podcast is ending though. <laughs> this is the final episode of this. <laughs> Wait, are there going to be more podcasts for future specials? 
I don't know. I, I guess we could do it once a year. I don't know. It was yeah, kind of just year. like to s- celebrate the, the 10 years of doing it. Maybe I'll do another podcast in 10 years. Oh, yeah. I guess that would make sense. Yeah. Well, I think that's going to be it for this episode of the podcast and this whole podcast. Thanks for asking to be on and thanks for talking to me tonight. My honor. Thank you. Yeah, man. I'll see you around. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Hi, Travis. Hi, Aaron. I like how we always say hi, even though we've been talking for like 10 minutes. But we were mostly already just would say, here's what we have to do for this. Here's what we have to do for this. I didn't really tell you hi when you got here. Hi. How was your day? It was awful. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thanks for coming over here at the end of the day to talk about this with me. Of course. So tonight or today we watched um, our the 10th special, the 10th year of the specials, not the 10th special, but it was the Travis Wayne Hurt Christmas special X. Right. Like the 10th one. Yeah. Roman numeral X. I guess also like named after Jason X. Yeah, that's what I, that's the first thing I thought of. Well, I guess just first impressions, anything specific you want to say about this one from watching it earlier today? It was very long. (laughs) Yeah, we've been saying on this podcast all year that Thomas, your boyfriend, has been saying that he kept hearing a rumor that this one would be 10 hours long. Yeah. We did our best. We did do our This is the closest we could get. I was actually, when I saw it, I was like, oh, great. This is like a cool 90 minutes. It's going to be like a, a fun like horror <laughs> movie. No. I was like, oh, this is, this is actually feels very long. <laughs> yeah. As we're recording this now, we're also planning on watching this in a theater soon. Yeah, and, maybe. Yeah. And I sent you the link when this was up and I was like, sorry, you got to watch this twice in a week. The other thing that I um, thought of while watching this was um, how bad we are at sound. Like, I don't know if you noticed that when you're watching it, too. Like, there's very quiet moments and then very loud moments, but in different people's recordings. Yeah, I think, yeah, for sure. It's everyone making their own segments and then sending them to us. And I think if we had more time putting it together, we could do something to kind of normalize it and make it more consistent. But yeah. Especially coming down to the end here, Tony was putting all this together and was very busy and going insane. Yeah, I was just thinking, I'm like, wow, none of us know how to speak loud. We're all so (laughs) quiet. I I don't know if we talked about this on the podcast or not, but uh, this past summer when we were filming this stuff with you and Joanna, like she was basically recapping what our summer things had been and you were being sad because I was still dead. Oh, yeah. That was like the only direction I gave you that day was, Aaron, sad doesn't mean you have to be quiet. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, yeah, okay, I get it. But yeah, hey, we're not pros. That's been an ongoing thing here. So those are your general thoughts, though. Too long. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> wildly vacillating in sound quality <laughs> those are the first things um but i know i liked a lot of the a lot of the segments too yeah and i was really happy with the people that came back and did stuff and we had one person this year was a first timer so we're mm-hmm. still building 10 yeah. years in yeah i guess we will start with the start tony had told me he wanted to have some sort of cold open for this mm-hmm and he wanted it to be me, since my name's on here. He wanted to start with me. And I was like, I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. 
And then one day I was like, do you still want me to do that? And he was like, yeah, just get something. And I was like, there's a toilet out in my parking lot. I can just go out there and film myself sitting on it and do like a semi-sincere introduction. It was great. Um, And also leading up to that, back in the beginning of November, I just sent out a mass email to everyone I had contact information for that had worked on these in the past or had mentioned wanting to work on them. And I sent them the email and I included something Tony had asked for, which was people saying my old radio DJ sign off. Yeah. He wanted them to do that. And the original idea was he was going to put that over the end credits. Mm -hmm. And then once I filmed this with me sitting on the toilet and I say it there instead of at the end of the special, like I normally do, I was like, we can just cut those in here and there's our cold open. Yeah. So there you go. Good. It was good. It was, um, fun i after i watched i was like oh why didn't i think of a fun interesting thing to do (laughs) the best i did was wearing my sweater that i got for feast of the flesh fest that says future ghost on it and it just looks like it says future host yeah tony saw that and he wondered if that was you (laughs) threatening death on me that you're gonna take over the podcast i thought of that after (laughs) i when i rewatched it i was like they're gonna think it means that i want to be the next main person of the Travis Wayne Hurt Christmas special. The Aaron Gillis takes over the Travis Wayne Hurt Christmas special. Sure. I mean, yeah, even less work for me to do. We go from those intros where everyone's saying that, oh, I do have one more thing I want to say about this part. In most of these Christmas specials, at some point I tell everyone to follow me on Twitter at Jake Fogelnest. That's the part I say in this one, the beginning. That's all I had for notes on this part. Wait, what? <laughs> in all these specials, all the time, at some point I say, follow me on Twitter, at Jake Photonest. Right. That's where I say it in this one, is in the beginning part. Oh, instead of at the end. Right. Yeah, okay, that's what you mean. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Had to get it in here. Very yes. important for the yes, podcast. Yes, of course. Um, it goes into the opening credits. It's members of Modern Drugs. They made a song for us. I really liked that song. Yeah, Mallory... Kara and Ryan, they wrote it together and performed it. At some point earlier in the year, Tony had envisioned some sort of opening credit credit sequence similar to like a James Bond thing. And I think mm. you can hear this in the song. Too. Yeah, I, yes, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah. And so he had been talking to Mallory about that. And then by the time we got it, by the time we got everything together, Tony was like, I'm just going to reuse these credits from last year. And I was like, that's fine. They were really good. They were really good. I was like, I was happy to see them again. <laughs> yeah. And uh, all he had to do was, you know, slow them down slightly to make it match the song. And it worked perfectly. And he added in the new names of the people who made stuff this year. Mm-hmm. And there's our opening credits. So thanks, Modern Drugs. Yeah. Well, do we know? Did you say what the name of the song was? So... The name of the song we've already been this we've the special's been out for one day now, uh-huh. and I'm already receiving comments from people. This was our first correction: is that we got the name of the song wrong? Oh, because I don't even know remember what we have it listed in the credits. It was just the name of the file that was sent to uh-huh. us, and I was like, okay, this will be the name of the song. Turns out it's really called "Lose Your Head." Oh, what did you have it typed uh, as? I don't remember. <laughs> Uh, funny. I could pull it up in my notes here on the computer. Oh yeah, wait. I was um, was Claw the last one who did the um, because they did like this the caroling. Uh huh. I was. I really think that it probably should have ended on your dad. <laughs> you think so? Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't remember the book order. And, book and us. Uh, oh, wait. You say yours at the end, though. Do, is it at yours at the end or the beginning? So I say, my name's Travis Wayne Hurt, and then everyone says oh, okay. the full catchphrase, and then I say the end of the catchphrase. Oh, okay. So you bookend us in. Right. Okay. That makes sense. Then. W- one good thing about the one from my dad is I emailed him and asked him to do it, and he recorded three of them and sent them to me. And we picked that one because there's a little picture in the background that's like my senior class photo. Oh, yeah. And I thought. I know. I saw that, too. Real good. Um, The other thing I just remembered is that you put in the one of um the wrestler guy. What's his name? Oh, uh, Orange Cassidy. Yeah, you put that one in. Yeah. When I was compiling all those and getting them in emails, I already had. So I forget which special it was. I think it was the Pringles one. Yeah. R- yeah, I think so. Yeah, because yeah. it's got the other wrestler guy in it, too, yeah. right? The AEW wrestlers had come to town, and you and Christina D'Angelo were at a bar with them after, and you got them to record stuff for the mm-hmm. Christmas special. And Orange Cassidy had recorded that one, and the sound was just too bad, and we didn't use it. Right. But I had it on my computer because I put it in this podcast and said, here's how bad the audio was. And then I was like, it's already on the computer. I'll throw it in the file with all the real ones. It wasn't that bad. I thought it was pretty rough. No. Not up to our quality. Mm, no. Do, our how, quality of variety of sounds. I was about to say, <laughs> how do you think that one's not bad and you think all the other I mean, stuff it was, is? It was loud. I know that it had lots of background noises, but I could hear him well. Okay. Maybe well, I also had, well, because of the variety of all the sound, I did have my volume turned all the way up on my computer. <laughs> So. Wait, you were just watching it on computer? Yeah. No, well, wonder, no wonder the sound was bad. Well, I couldn't. Um, Thomas was home, so I needed to be in a room where I could shut the door because he didn't want to watch it yet. Okay. Hi, Thomas. Hi, Thomas. I don't think he listens to this, but sometimes he does maybe. I don't know. He pro- He's never mentioned it to me. Yeah, I don't think he does. Midnight Society, though. That's what we have as the name of oh, the song. Oh, that's right. I saw that. That's what it, I was like, oh, that's a cool name. But that's not the name of the song. It is Lose Your Head. Oh, right. So sorry for getting that wrong in the credits. Lose Mallory, Your Head. Kara and Ryan. By the Youngbloods? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's something else. By Mallory, Kara, and Ryan for Modern Drugs. Modern Drugs. What Youngblood is a rapper, right? Or something like that? I don't know. Ooh. Asking look, the wrong guy. I'm going to look it up. Sure. But we can keep talking. Okay. We segue from the opening credits directly into the first major segment of this Christmas special. Enley, Leo, and Chris Troutman. Kind of <laughs> <laughs> uh huh. It's an English it's an English singer and his name is Young Young Blood. Y U N G B L U D. Okay. He has like the Good Charlotte guy haircut. Yeah. Yeah. It made me laugh when I saw the spelling and then his his face. <laughs> well, he did not make the theme song for our Christmas special. <laughs> Maybe oh, yeah. next year. <laughs> I feel real goofy because of work. You should follow him on Instagram right now and send him oh, a message. I don't want to. <laughs> we are into Revenge of Thomas, The Rise of Pengi. I loved this one. Yeah, anything you want to say about this one? I think that um, uh, the camera work is getting more polished. I mean, I guess the most recent one we did was the the trick-or-treating one, and that one was <laughs> all over the place. So, um, But compared to the other ones, besides that one, it's gotten way more polished. I, I mean, it, obviously, it's more polished than the last one. but I do like that so much of these is 
Chris holding what I assume is his camera and then also holding something else and that's like acting. (laughs) And yeah, it's really good in this one. Does a good job. The general gist of this one is that there's we've seen this character these characters before briefly and we didn't know what they were. Right. We've seen this Pengy before just kind of go, uh and we've seen this Thomas before being like, I'll get these kids. We have seen Pengy before. Yeah. And you and I were kind of like guessing into here what the Thomas would be. And my guess was that it was a toy Babu Bear had broken mm-hmm. and had come to life and was going to get the boys and Babu Bear. But it turns out it's a Halloween costume Yeah, that Leo didn't want to wear. It was so great watching the shots of Leo and he's so cute. And then seeing like Thomas the tank and the tank engine in like the back being sad being sad <laughs> unused and sad yeah so he's gonna ruin the boys lives because he they didn't think he was a good enough halloween costume mm-hmm. thomas says something about how they're playing with all of the penguins and i was like how many penguins do they have because i only know of one Maybe they have more. all of their penguins they must have a lot of penguins that's what kids do in texas have penguins play with penguins the kids are also wearing like all these video game shirts i don't know Mm -hmm. great job being real kids man also uh chris has a lot of comics (laughs) he does uh i didn't know that i don't think yeah he's an he's like a he's an artist and he draws in like kind of a comic style i do know that and i've definitely seen some stuff that he's doing with my they have a plan with my thomas of Uh making something but it hasn't really gone very far but i've seen like some of those mock-ups and it's a comic it looks cool it's called dinosaur prison right yeah <laughs> many years ago when thomas got this idea in his head he asked me if i would help write anything for it and the only contribution i said was if i'm gonna write anything in it one of the characters in the prison has to have a car in the prison and then he never asked me to help it again <laughs> it's like this guy doesn't have any good ideas <laughs> Come on, a dinosaur driving a car around a prison? I mean, if there are dinosaurs in prison, there I don't see what's so strange about a car being in the prison, too. Yeah, maybe we could even call it um, Dinosaur Car Prison. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Thomas the Tank Engine is ruining the boys' lives, making a mess, getting it blamed on them. Tries to drop a TV on Leo, but then a stuffed animal comes to life and saves him. Stuffed animal comes to life and puts on a Dragon Ball t-shirt <laughs> yeah. and saves him. Yes. That's good. Oh, also, I forgot. To, this is something I wanted to look up. Sure. Thomas the Tank Engine. Uh-huh. He is, is he in the TV show and books and stuff British? Because he's in this, he's got an Australian accent. I feel like the narration in that show is British, but I don't really remember. I think that he's probably, I don't think he's supposed to be Australian, but Chris, I think, Chris, I think you did an Australian accent. Kind of ends with Pengy kicking Thomas out of the house, and then the boys go to look for him, and he's gone, so he's still alive somewhere, possibly plotting his revenge. Mm -hmm. Now, blue skying here, what I want to see, if they make another thing. Yeah. Thomas and Babu Bear teaming up. Yeah. Bringing the whole operation. Also, um, that fish man head. That was a good reveal that Thomas is telling his backstory to the audience. Yeah. But then he reveals he's really just talking to another discarded Halloween costume in the closet that's a fish head. Yeah. (laughs) I think logistically they can't get Thomas and Babu Bear together because 
They're Thomas. both voiced by Chris. Well, also, Thomas the Tank Engine Halloween costume is in Texas, and Babu Bear is in Urbana, Illinois. Oh, mm. Thomas so, the Tank Engine might have to travel to Urbana. Thing might fall apart in a cross-country trip. <laughs> um, we see our first bumper here. We're reusing the music stings, the visual cues that Larry made the music for, mm-hmm. Tony made the visual things for. And it goes into... A segment that our buddy Lena Hahn made. Hi, Lena. It was nice to see your face. She's already watched this and said it was great to see everyone. So, hi, Lena. Thank you for helping us. The gist of this one, though, is it's Lena running around with her dogs, Roscoe and Webster. Yeah, I I was wondering if she they like escaped and she was trying to catch them or something. I was like, it didn't really start off that way, but then it seemed like maybe they were running away from her, and at the end, she seemed exhausted and like annoyed that and upset or something i feel like the main thing was they had access to a drone and they were like how can we get the most use out of this drone how about it's chasing me around yeah that's fun it was good that thing you said though about her being exhausted at the end and sitting there that is what happened she told me she was like there was supposed to be something else there and then but then really like the last 20 seconds is me just being too tired to run anymore (laughs) next up we go into the segment that former guest of the podcast anastasia made for us This one's called The House is Bugged, But We Live in the Future. Right. Like we said just a few minutes ago, probably like 20 minutes ago now that we've been chatting for so long, this Christmas special came out yesterday. Yeah. We're recording the podcast, and then this podcast will come out in like two days. So I haven't had a big chance to talk to everyone about all their segments. Mm -hmm. I don't know that much about the one that Anastasia made. I do know they said that the star of this one is named Ashton, listed in the credits. And that they're very excited to see this Christmas special. Oh, cool. And then here's just notes I have about this one. Um, Oh, another thing is that in the credits it says that no tchotchkes were harmed in the making Mm. of this. And I think that that's where a lot of the, like, stress you can feel on this comes from. Because in the last thing that Anastasia made, they have this horse statue and they're busting it up in their yard with stomping it. And then in this one you're seeing, like these duck statues and a pig statue and some sort of elf or an otter or something. Mm -hmm. And then there's like what appears to be a child in a tiger mask. Oh yeah. That child was scary. And then every time they move or make a motion, like they're going to talk, you hear like a bell ringing. So that's their way of communicating. And it looks to me like they're taking all these tchotchkes and protecting them. So they don't get smashed and hiding them in the walls of this building. I like that. There's my theory about this one. I think that's a really good theory. Especially with the credits Anastasia added at the end that no tchotchkes were harmed. I was like, okay, maybe this is what they're going for. But who knows? Um, The scene where like, I'm kind of like scrubbing through it so I can remember stuff. But the scene where the kid looks like he's about to go into the attic. Mm -hmm. I had just, (laughs) the night before, the other day, we just watched Black Christmas. (laughs) And that's oh, all which, I could think of. Which one? The original. Well, both, actually. Oh, there's three. There's a third one? Aaron, have you not listened to the other podcast I host, the Every Movie Marathon <laughs> podcast, where uh... we covered the entire Black Christmas franchise? Oh, I didn't even know that happened. Yeah, special. I didn't... When was, the... was that the most recent one? It's hard to say, because I know we've at least recorded another one now that hasn't come out and I can't remember if we did anything. Yeah, I didn't even know about that. (laughs) I don't think I knew about either of those. Well, I think our guests on that one were Adani Sanchez, who's in this Christmas Mm -hmm. special, Larry Gates, who does music for this Christmas special, and 
I think Melanie Shekels, who ah. appears in the opening credits. Oh here. yeah, hi Melanie. Hi, Melanie, it was thanks. nice to see your face too. Yeah, thanks for helping out. But yeah, there's Black Christmas from the 1970s, my favorite top ten. Right, favorite that's movie the of one I was time. thinking of because, I mean, I don't know. I guess I wasn't paying a lot of attention, but I know that somebody gets pulled up into the attic. And then there's the 2006 one. Yeah, where they take all the random phone calls from the 70s one where the guy's like yelling gibberish yeah and they try to build a backstory for the guy oh right Mm -hmm. and then there's the one from a 2019 i believe oh i don't think i i must not have known that there was a 2019 one the one we watched was the backstory one because it's got um one of thomas's favorite favorite ladies in it um who was in that cloverfield movie with john goodman do you know uh, she was in Scott Pilgrim versus the World. You know who I'm talking. You don't know who I'm talking about. Uh, she I... was like the kind of like prissy one. Sure. In this movie, in that movie, there I was saying all the stuff I knew about it, and it doesn't make any sense. I can't. Think I can't of think, this think of her name. name. I do want to say one more thing about Mary Elizabeth Winston. Yeah, I think that was, she was in that one. Um, just this past week, I got a clothing item that I've wanted for. 15 years since the first time I saw the original Black Christmas. Yeah. Olivia Hussey wears this great sweater where these hands are crossing over their fingers. It is good. And I just got that sweater. Yeah, Thomas told me. He's like, did you see Travis in his sweater? I was like, what are you, what are you talking about? He's in his sweater. It's like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. And then I finally found it later. And he told me what it was. And then I saw that you had posted it on the Discord. I was like, why did... Why didn't he just tell me it was on Discord? Because <laughs> I didn't know what he was talking about or where he got it from. I wore that to work for our, like, everyone, it's relaxed dress code day. Wear your holiday sweaters. And I wore it and no one knew it was a holiday sweater. Of course. It's really good. I like that. It's it's um it's like that hand one from um another movie that I can't think of the name. <laughs> <laughs> The movie sweater I remember you liking is from that movie Scare Me. Yeah, that yeah. one. Isn't that hands too? Yeah, there's like weird hands all yeah, over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw the one the years and then I was like, Yes, I love that. That's a good one. And made me think of the other one. Up next, Claw, Champagne Ladies Amateur Wrestling. They're back. They've been gone for a few years. They are. We put on a Claw show a couple months ago, which was a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. And like the two most Senior wrestlers that still res- wrestle regularly was their last show. No more Punky Bruiser. Oh! No more various characters that Hannah has played, like Your Mom or Tinker Hell. Ah. So R.I.P. to them, I guess. Does um, Whammy? Does Whammy still wrestle? She's the most senior of the seniors. That's right. I think of the the people who still wrestles. Whammy Faye Baker, who's in this segment. Yeah. Is the final original wrestler left. Wow. That's um, crazy. But the gist of this one, like every Claw segment every year, the Claw wrestlers are out doing a holiday thing, and it devolves into them fighting. Yeah. This time they're caroling. What are they singing? Um, I don't know. Let me listen. Let me, I'll it, tell you in a second. If you do want to sing along, uh, the... <laughs> All right. That's This is before they're skinny, singing. Good luck nailing that on your phone, scrubbing through to this one minute long segment <laughs> out of an hour and a half. Now it needs to load. <laughs> well, the member of Claw, Heather, who put this together, very nicely put the lyrics to their songs. 
on the screen. Now we don our gay apparel. That song. But we have five of the wrestlers in there. Hot Mess Marie, new wrestler, is the one who spearheaded this whole thing, conceived of it, put it together, sent it to us. Attila the Hen, another new wrestler. Yeah, they're good ones. I like their costumes. Punky Bruiser, RIP. Uh, there's one wearing like a unicorn mask that is the former wrestler, the corn stalker. Oh, okay. And then Whammy Faye Baker, Claw Original. Yeah. They get in their brawl. They punch Attila the Hen in the stomach and an egg falls out of her. That's <laughs> so good. Uh, I like the shot in this that's like from their uh, smart doorbell. Yeah, I liked that too. I yeah. thought that was fun. Music drops out. So welcome back, Claw. Hopefully we'll see you in the new year putting on more shows. Yeah. We'll go to the next segment. It's our only like new person this year. Uh, it's uh, a teen. We got a teen making Ooh, stuff Ooh, teens. For us. I've been talking to this teen's parents and saying, I need to get more and more teens involved so that this can carry on after I die. <laughs> yes. Uh, this is August Jordan. They made a song for us. They and Oh, this is Miranda and Harmon's son? Yeah. So the way this came about is I know August, Gus's parents. Yeah from back when I was semi-involved in the music scene, going to shows, booking shows, doing stuff on the radio. And where I work on campus, I ride a scooter there and back every day. And all of a sudden, I just started seeing Miranda there. And I just stopped and said, hey, one day, and caught up for a second. And then I was like, hey, are if you, we're doing these Christmas specials. It's the 10th year. If you and Harmon want to do any sort of music stuff, hit me up. And she was like, oh, uh, my son's been making music. I bet he would want to make something. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. And then he also started working on stop motion animation for it, which is where the Lego Santa at the end comes. Okay. Yeah. There's also um, there's also like a little um, ladybug at the beginning. Yeah. And so eventually Harmon, the, Gus's dad, just emailed me like, here's a couple songs we made. Here's a bunch of videos we made. Use whatever you want. And so I took the song, The Mines, and made the videos I had fit to it, put it together. Nice. I, I really like this. I liked the um, the drawing ones. I love watching that stuff. So I, I thought it was really good. I really like the pizza one. Oh, yeah. The pizza one's good, too. Yeah. I uh, Again, <laughs> Christmas special's been out for one day already here in reviews. Yeah. Miranda said last night uh, that their night, the plans for their night were to have august uh register for their high school classes and then <gasps> watch the christmas special as a little treat oh my gosh <laughs> gus is going to high school so welcome aboard wow. hopefully we'll see more of you next year my dude yeah i remember i remember he hit him when he was a little little guy yeah i've never met him ah. i do have one more note about this segment it is the only segment in the history of the Christmas specials that I edited together. You did a great job. Thank you. Thank you. I did all the hard work here. <laughs> yes. You should be praised the most. Into another bumper from Larry. Thanks, Larry. We're Thanks. using that music every year. We're using it in this podcast every month. Couldn't do it without you. Uh, next up is a segment that 
a Donnie Sanchez made. Oh, yeah. Donnie and Tony are like the VIPs of this year's Christmas special. They both worked on so many segments. Oh, yeah, definitely. Basically, the idea of this is, I, I think what had happened is, we'll get to it eventually, Adani works on the segment you and I made, did a ton of hard work for us and helped out so much. Thank you. We love you. And, of course, worked on the big segment Tony made because she's a recurring character there. Yeah. She's in the claw segment, we said, punky bruiser, rest in peace. <laughs> and I think that she had already kind of thought of this, like, I want to make something, and then she got excited in the process of doing those and put this together. Mm-hmm. And what it is is, what if cats had a FaceTime and made fun of their owners? <laughs> Very good. Yeah. I liked it. Um, She had sent me the video. that w- So there's three cats in it. There's her cat, Mika, I think it's mm-hmm. name is. There's Hilla's cat, Fran, and my cat, Gillis, who's named after you. Yep. Um, yeah, and they're just talking. They're all eating these, like, goop tubes is what I like to call those yeah. snacks, which is, like, gogurt for cats. And they're just saying fun little cat things. They're cute. I like seeing cats. It's good. And then at the very end of this, after the call ends, Adani eats one of the goop tubes. I was I was really upset. <laughs> I was like, no! So... I asked Adani, I was like, that's really funny that you did that. And she was like, oh, yeah, I didn't know if it'd be in there after this, like, really earnest piece. And I was like, (laughs) Ernest, there's, like, puns about County Meowkit and stuff like that. But she said, what did she say? I asked her what it tasted like. And Adani said, it was very salty, but the taste wasn't as bad as the consistency. It was like someone already ate this and spit it back into my mouth. (laughs) so gross. Thanks, Adani. Gross. What did she tell you? What um kind she tried? Is it like chicken, um, salmon? I hope she didn't eat the tuna or salmon one. I know, cause so it's showing the cats eating them, and you yeah. can see which one it is. It's the green tube, and so I know I got home and found a green tube. I can go look in the kitchen right now and figure out what flavor green is. Yeah, cause she's got it. I can't. She's got it covered um with her hand. I think. Well, I guess you're going to have to give her some. <laughs> Gillis. <laughs> hey. Gillis, what flavor are the green ones? Oh, you're not going to talk now. <laughs> I went and checked. Green is tuna and chicken. Oh no! <laughs> I also really don't like tuna, so that would tuna. Mm, I be- uh, very recently, for the first time ever in my life, had to buy canned tuna fish because my cat Gillis was sick and not eating. Oh! And they were like, "Dump some tuna juice on the food." She's doing great now, though. Good. Earlier this year, you and Thomas were out of town, and I was going over to your house yeah. to check in on your cat, Quint. My second favorite cat. She's a great cat. And I gave her one of these goop tubes as well. I remember you told me that, and I think I went out and bought a couple afterwards, I think. Yeah. I gave some to my neighbor because he just got a little cat. Aw. And he said, he was like, thanks a lot. He's addicted to them now. (laughs) (laughs) This is our final sponsor we'll mention on the podcast now, I guess, is the, what are they called? Uh, I don't know. Goop tubes. Goop tubes. Goop tubes and Diet Coke. Mm Mm-hmm. I lost my place in my notes. It's the in memoriam next. 
Yeah. Um, that made me cry. I teared up for sure watching that part. Yeah. Uh, so for the most part, I'd seen all these segments, you know, like as people sent them to me. And there were a few things I didn't see until after we sent it to Urbana Public Television because mm-hmm. like the credits, this sort of thing, that stuff. And yeah, the first time I watched it at my desk at work, I was like, oh, man, these are all like things that were great in my life and affected my friends' lives and our community so much. And it was just a rough year. It's like a lot. Luke and Joanna, who are in here, they lost their cat, Mr. Pants. And you you and Thomas lost your dog, Oyster. We couldn't find footage of him actually in the special, but I remembered I was like, I was petting him in that segment. I I, I know that there is a, maybe I'm just remembering it in my brain but I I really thought there was a footage of him running up to Thomas because he thought Thomas was dying I when we filmed the part in the special Christmas special from last year when Thomas was a clone of me yeah you poisoned him yeah Oyster did run up and check on him right. but I don't think it made the final oh, cut okay. in the thing um my cat Fogelness who passed away this year and then A-Rock man yeah uh, I keep forgetting <laughs> forgetting yeah it's so awful and sad it was so good in here to see him like just hugging another person i know he is like a human hug i know yeah well sorry to adani's segment and laurel and jake's segment for sandwiching you in there with that but we needed something sweet to be around it we needed it goes from the in memoriam segment into um like a time-lapse segment of the night sky. So pretty. And Laurel, who's made stuff for this under the name Lung Tap before, she made this with her husband. He did all the photography for it, and they sent it over to us. And here's a very cool thing about this one. Um, it starts out with, a, like, nature sound effects. Mm-hmm. Um, bugs kind of churring or whatever sound bugs make. And then the music starts, and that's a song by Larry Gates. And if you look back at the summer Christmas special we put together, Laurel sent us a animated segment of a cowboy lady eating yeah. burgers. Yeah. This song is exactly as long as that segment because oh. Laurel sent us that segment with no music or anything. It was like, I don't know, put some music in. And I sent messages to different musicians in town and was like, hey, we need a song by tomorrow if you can make something. And Larry is one of the people who sent us one, and Laurel didn't pick it, so we held on to it and Uh reused it here. But it wasn't quite long enough, so we put in the bugs at the beginning. I like it. Goes from that. Where am I now? Grosser size. Oh, there's a, a, like a transition segment. The bumper. The bumper, yeah. So here's something I want to talk about here is the sequencing of this Christmas special and where to place segments right. and what to put against what. In the Christmas specials in general, we always front load it with the stuff the kids make. The idea being they can watch their thing mm-hmm. and then their parents can be like, you did great. You can quit watching. Uh, as segments were coming in, Tony Walter, the guy who does an astronomical amount of work on these podcasts, he had mentioned like, this definitely hits a Christmas special after dark segment at some point <laughs> it, and uh i think that this bro exercises volume three was like a good way to distinguish that starting because yeah. there's a, um the basic gist of it is the bro exercises are back kyle and travis bean they've been in here before they're exercising here right 
And as the words are appearing on screen, there's like weird glitching and sound effects and it's falling apart. And I was like, that's a good way to mark like things are going wrong here. Yeah. Things will be worse from here on out. <laughs> um, just briefly talking a little bit more about sequencing. It, it came down to figuring out what to put in the family part and what to put in the after dark part. Yeah. And then there are a couple segments that are similar enough. I didn't want them to be back to back. And then one segment absolutely had to come after Tony's big segment that we'll get to. Mm -hmm. And then with what our segment was, which we'll get to. <laughs> we I, better. I was, uh, I wanted that to either be at the beginning or the end of the special. Yeah. So I think it's, a, it was good placement at the end. I think so too. Yeah, that's kind of where sequencing came to. And then it was like not putting any of the longer segments right together, or trying to put yeah. shorter ones in between to break it up. But this is the major thing with sequencing all the segments. And this one was marking the after dark segment. So this is Bro Exercises 3. Any thoughts on this one? I always like the Bro Exercises. <laughs> you do or don't? I do. Yeah. I think they're funny. Um, yeah, when... um. <laughs> Is it supposed to be his clone? I think so. I um didn't realize <laughs> the glasses fooled me. Okay. <laughs> I was like, "There's another Bean brother." I was like, "There's another brother," and he looks so much like <laughs> like Travis. <laughs> and then I was like, "Oh, it's just him." <laughs> the bro exercises are exercising together. Kyle and Travis Bean, the other Travis. Kyle's not pulling his weight. And then all of a sudden, another Travis appears, and then that's who the original Travis works out with, mm -hmm. and they kind of clown on Kyle. Yeah. There's a thing in here that I think is so good and, like, expert filmmaking, and I pointed it out to Travis because he's the guest on the Christmas special mm -hmm. this month, and he had no idea what I was talking about. And then I asked Tony about it, who filmed this, and he was like, yeah, they didn't really know what we were doing. I had the idea that I wanted to do... And I was just like, all right, do this part, do this part, do this part. And they were on board. But um, we talked about the clones. Right. Travis Bean is wearing track pants. Okay. Kyle Bean is wearing shorts. And there's a segment where Kyle's squatting down and Travis is doing sit-ups and yeah. you can see the shorts. Then when the clone appears of Travis... Yeah. He's wearing pants. Same yeah. outfit as Travis. Uh -huh. And then it shows them doing the squats and the sit-ups together. And Kyle's wearing the pants here to double as the clone. Yeah. So they at least thought enough to change outfits here. And when I brought that up to Travis, he was like, huh, I guess we did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, you didn't think it was weird that you had to take your pants off and give them to your brother? <laughs> so if they had chosen to do this, Without Tony, they wouldn't have thought of that, is yeah. what you're saying. Yeah, so great job <laughs> to all involved. Yeah. Then at the end, they beat up Kyle and leave him dead on the floor. And guess what? Kyle's back in shorts here. <laughs> back to his normal outerwear. Chantilly's Charms is next. We're into Chantilly's Charms. Anything you got for this one? <laughs> I liked that Andrew is making fun of um, YouTube videos. Hitting that like and subscribe button yeah it's basically just a yarn unboxing and yeah. review of this yarn and then all the yarns are cursed yeah they have various things that they're inflicting on her yeah lots of screaming yeah um, i couldn't is, is 
Andrea supposed to, or Chantilly supposed to be screaming, or it seemed like the little things are is screaming. Well, yeah. So the, the Chantilly, the host of this YouTube review show, yeah, they're reveal reviewing four yarns from the Diablo Fibers Company. The first one's named Whale. <laughs> oh my And it's gosh. whaling. Yes. And you got seep, which is seeping blood out. You have singe yarn, which catches itself on fire. And pestle yarn, which starts pestilence and rotting Chantilly's flesh. Okay. Um, I remember when I said I didn't take good notes. Uh-huh. Is I this also, where you stopped? This is, this is also <laughs> when I was having trouble paying attention. I did not catch any of that yeah. when I was watching it. That's really cool. I like that. I like it even more now. I love the idea of just a cursed yarn. Yeah, it's great. And then after her flesh rots away, she's like, please like and subscribe. And it shows like a preview for two other yeah. videos. Did you see what those were? Yeah, uh, it's yarns with the best buttholes uh-huh. <laughs> and yarn eating challenge. Perfect. <laughs> so great. That was made by our bud, Andrea Black, who helps a lot in these and is in our segment as well. Yeah. Which we will get to. We'll e- get there. Eventually. Because there's a lot in this special. I think we're approaching the midpoint, though, which is good. Yeah. Um, the start of this next one starts around 40 minutes. There we go. Got another bumper, and now we're leading into the longest segment in this special. It's similar to you and I wrapping up our continuity back yeah. in the summer. This was Tony wrapping up continuity that started when the character of Tony and the character of Chelsea and the character of Travis Wayne Hurt all died. Yeah. And he's been stuck down in heck ever since then hosting his cooking show and this is tony finally getting out of heck yeah um i really liked his filming like the him progressing like, progressively walking through through heck right to get out to yeah, the he, end part he said he was kind of thinking of that as like a side scrolling video game of your character starts on one side walks yeah. all the way through then they're done i liked that yeah i liked the scrolling it was good um used like various art generators to make art and then colored them all in and made a match better and just kind of like he said for this segment he kind of didn't learn anything new but he's finally like used all the things he's made himself learn the last few years together building the puppets using the green screen yeah yeah animation because animation comes into this one big time so it starts with Death, the Grim Reaper, voiced by our friend Hilla. There's a bunch of people who do voices in this one. Hilla's there. Adani's there. Tony, of course. Thomas, who heard the rumor that this Christmas special will be 10 hours long. Dan Dutcher, the actual devil. Me and Ray, who did voices in these before. Um, Yeah, I didn't um, catch Thomas's voice. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's like a small thing we'll get to. Uh, <laughs> I did a really bad job t- today. Well, I also had the advantage of being able to look at the credits. Oh, okay. Um, it starts with death detailing the past and what's happened and how basically reality's breaking down because the devil and these demons, Paimon and Tisiphone, have been manipulating how life and death are supposed to mm-hmm. work. In it. Right. So Tony has to get out of heck in order to stop reality from breaking. And he makes a joke in there like, 
oh, reality's breaking. That's why it looks like one person drew all this really in a real short amount of time. Yeah, stares at the screen. There you go. Great. Uh, there's some music in here from local bands and friends who've made music in the past. This band Bartlow. Uh, we've used their music in older Christmas specials and Tony was like, hey, ask if we can use it again. And they were like, yeah, use anything from that EP. And also, here's a song we never released. You can use it too. So we got oh, nice. new music from Bartlow. We got music from Bristles, just another band around town here. Um, talking about Claw earlier, for the Claw show, our band dropped out. We got a new band. They dropped out. Right. And then when we were scrambling to get bands, I was asking, like, who should we get? Someone was like, check with Bristles, see if they'll do it. And they're like, oh, we can't. But then when it came time to do the Christmas special, we just asked, hey, you going to give us music for that? And they were like, yeah, sure. <laughs> just very briefly in this one, I like a lot of things that tie back into old segments that have never been explained. You learn in this one that the sissy pot, which has appeared in all these specials, is like an item that was stolen from King Pigsy and Heck. Tony gives it back to him. Yeah. Um, I liked. I thought King. I liked the way he did the King P- Pigsies in that crater. Yeah, it's good. Makes a giant coming out of the ground. Yeah, lives in a big dirty hole. Uh huh. Um, I like that the knife that Tony's using in the segment and that they eventually used to kill a bunch of demons with comes back. That yeah, was... the aluminum, the sharpest knife. It can cut diamonds. Or yeah. Uh, in what the second summer special so lightweight that's what it was yeah in the second summer special tony made like a real world parody where he's just his own roommate in heck and it's his birthday and he gives himself a knife and says it's so lightweight that it can even cut through diamonds yeah i i made t- i'm gonna take credit for this part here because i think in my memory i came up with this part <laughs> But Tony sent me the big outline and wanted me to read through it and be like, hey, does this make sense? If you want to change anything, do it. And my contributions were like, when my character talks, I'm going to talk about how I owe my son money again. Yeah. And then I was like, and then also like, what if when you need to kill those demons, you use that knife? Because it's like sharp enough to cut anything. It could probably cut a demon. Yeah. And then the other weird thing I like in here that's never been explained is... um. Tony's sidekick through all these cooking shows has been a demon puppet named Testy. Mm-hmm. And he's always worn a hat with an A on it. Yeah. And we don't know why. I mean, I would guess really it's probably because Tony's name is Anthony and maybe it's his stocking from when he was a kid. <laughs> but in this, you find out that he took that hat from a different demon named uh, Alvin, whose name started with an A. Um. Yeah, well, now we know. Now we know. Um. Another thing that I just... Uh, we forgot to mention in the King Pigs- Pigsy part is butter hands. I forgot about we forgot about butter hands. There you go. It works its way back. So Tony, one of the things Tony has to do on his side-scrolling adventure out of heck is beat this big pig demon in a fight. And first, he offers him the sissy pot as a token to so be like, "Hey, can I get through?" And then he's like, "Nope, we still got to fight." So Tony, for a very long time, again. <laughs> greases up his hands with a stick of butter he's like squeezing it i do know he filmed this for a very long time again and then didn't use all the footage but i think what he came down to was he wanted it to be just a few seconds longer than the first butter stick sequence he did back in his first cooking segment so this one is a little bit longer i um again just couldn't stop thinking about how bad 
old warm butter smells and it's how like getting on his shirt awful it was feel so after he gets past pigsy he runs into death who tells him hey you need to get out of here to save reality he runs into his friend testy again they've been separated here's where my demon paymon that's my demon sure i voiced this character <laughs> You learn that this Paymon demon has like conspired to kill the devil by tricking him to go to Earth to get murdered by you, Aaron Gillis. Mm-hmm. And now he's going to take over and he's using the breakdown of reality as a new superpower to like yeah. summon this evil hand that can munch up demons. It's good. It looks really good. Yeah. And he's here killing these demons that I guess are like a tribunal that govern hell, possibly. Yeah. The six. The six. I know from the script i was given tony and testy the demon they get in a fight um because testy's sad that tony wants to leave basically and they can't be friends anymore oh yeah and he walks away and then we learn about his other friend his other friend who tells him like hey saying goodbye is okay little buddy yeah uh while testy's talking to that demon adani's demon to gets in a fight with testy Mm -hmm. and Adani's demon spits out barbed wire at him and yeah. he yanks her guts out. Yes. It's real good. It's awesome. And then Tony gets to the exit. He's leaving. He has to go back through like the set that his cooking show's taking place on and he's yeah. having memories of being there and he He's watching a video of um of the of the, the first episode, I guess. Yeah, and all throughout his journey through heck, he's been picking up little scraps of food and he sits down here and makes a little sandwich out of them. And then he gets shot in the face. Yeah. <laughs> Why did the demons have a gun? I don't know. When this was a this was my other last note in the script Tony gave me. I was like, what if he shoots you in the face a lot? And then I was like, I don't care who knows. I think gun violence is hilarious. Um, I bet it's from that one part. Um, where the one special where like he was. Was he like super depressed and it was showing him with all these like ways to hurt himself? There, and didn't we think was a gun there or didn't we think a gun was going to be one of them? There, there. So, yeah. In one of Tony's old segments, it ends with him like drinking whiskey and there's pills all over the counter and you can like see a gun on the counter. But we don't learn that much more about it. Yeah. So, I don't know. That's where they got the gun. There's only it, one. Because it's in the old. Uh, on the set. On the set. Yeah. I bet, I bet Tony did think of that. Mm hmm. After Tony gets shot, Testy shows up and he uses that knife to kill all the demons that are helping Paymon the demon, who's voiced by me. Yeah. Very great. Very greatly. great. I need to go over to Tony's house and like actually record all this. Cause, you did? Yeah. Adani did. I did. Oh. I imagine Hilla did. Before, did you just send recordings to him? Yeah. And there was some stuff in here too that. Um, I just voiced at home and sent to him. But for this, he like wanted to direct me and be like, no, nah, maybe like do it this way because this oh, is what we're going good, for. Yeah. And so that was a lot easier than like sending it back and forth and recording it over and over again. And you got to hang out with Tony. That's right. It was a fun night. And he got to play me. But I hate Tony. He's never allowed <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs> I forgot about that after he was allowed <laughs> on. Um, He also got to play me some of the stuff Adani recorded. And it was, of course, great. Yes. It's so good. Testy kills all the demons, and while he's after he d- he kills the six that Paymon has infected with his reality warping yeah. powers, and then Paymon and Testy have to fight. 
And then it's just two puppets bashing into each other. <laughs> so this also happens in, I noticed today while watching this all together for the first time ever, that this happens in the um, Thomas and Pengy segment. Thomas and Pengy are bashing into yeah. each other. And now these puppets are bashing into each other. It's great fight choreography. And then while the demons are fighting, Testy and Paymon, Tony has got the gun and he shoots Paymon to death. Yeah, I mean, why not? Yeah, why not? Gun violence, yeah. baby. Tony gets out of heck, says goodbye to Testy, then gets out of heck. Then it shows him two weeks later, readjusting to life back on Earth alone. Aw. He misses Testy. Pouring himself some coffee, and he goes to pour another mug for his bud. There's no bud. No, t- yeah. Goes to play a video game and realizes it's a two-player video game. Then he's watching TV, and this is where all the other voices come in. He's like flipping through the channels, yeah. and it's like just saying how he's a loser and alone. Yeah, I, yeah, like, I, re- I heard that part. Yeah, so that's where all the other voices in this came from, where us being voices in the commercials. Great job, everyone. It was great. Everybody's voice acting is A+. Plus. I I think mine's not great because it's still just my voice, but thank you. <laughs> it's still good. Yeah. It works for the character, sure. Knock at the door. There's a package. It's a little Ouija board. It's got feathers on it that look like Testy's feathers. And hey, maybe Tony's going to summon Testy to Earth. Who knows? Or at least talk to him. Sure. So that's the end of that segment. Tony's wrapped up his continuity. Don't know what he'll do going forward. Don't know what you and I will do going forward. I know. Ten years in. Another bumper with the Larry Gates music. Now we're into the segment called Man Dog 4. Oh, yeah. Uh, made by, I guess, the musician named Herbert Deuce, like a drone and noise music project. It's my bud, Isaac Hensley. I've known him since I was in grade school. Any thoughts on this one? It's just, <laughs> I understand why I needed to come later. Uh, the I mean, this is not a note for any. I don't think this is a note for anyone who listens to the podcast because they probably don't know Isaac's dad. But my very first thought in seeing this was, wow, Isaac's really looking like his dad these days. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> is Isaac the, uh, the one who's in the beginning? Yeah, he's sitting there looking at little trinkets on a desk. Looking at a book that looks Bible-y yeah. to me. And then it goes to this more colorful room. And there's the ghost bunny in there that we've seen in these segments, or at least has been alluded to in yeah. these segments. I don't know if we've seen I, it because it's so creepy. I think I would remember it. And there's children coming up and spitting blood into a bowl that the ghost bunny's holding. And then Isaac approaches the ghost buddy and they smear blood on each other's faces. The end. The end. (laughs) Don't know what any of it means, but I like it because it's weird and creepy. This is one of the only things I've gotten a review on so far. It was from one of Isaac's younger brothers, Uh Luke. And he said, man, Isaac, what a weirdo. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. I'm assuming that everybody in this is his family. I believe so. It's got the names of them in the credits. I don't know all of them. Isaac lives in Arizona. I actually haven't seen him in a number of years. I know at least one of those children is his, if not all of them. Ah, maybe he has all of those children. Next up, it's You Big Dumb Idiot. They're back again. 
was very happy yeah. to get this segment. Yeah, it was good. Lindsay emailed me this segment very early on in the going of putting all this Christmas special together. And she was like, are we first? Are we the first people to get done? And I was like, you're second. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you. I appreciate it. This segment's so great because it mentions the hit podcast that you and I host. I know. The Travis Wayne Hurt Christmas special, the podcast. The idea is that Lindsay and Andrew are hanging out. Lindsay's listening to our podcast. They hear us say their segments are boring. <laughs> Sorry. And, and that no one wants to watch them, which I don't know if we've quite said. I don't think so. I think I if don't know. I think if we, the ones that we've pointed out that might be a little slow yeah. are because they're only talking to me. Yeah. The one that they <laughs> So put, it's your fault. I believe so. Yeah. I'm not as interesting as an interview segment as the one where they had like 10 interview segments. Yeah. Interview guests. And then this yeah, one. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, more guests is better because it kind of breaks it up and makes around. it more, um more more exciting so they decide we're coming back into the christmas special and we're gonna make something exciting and full of energy let's really ham it up so great and they do and they're two great hams and they're dancing around acting things out and then it shows them sitting there watching themselves and then they think it sucks too um (laughs) And like Lindsay's lipstick is all smeared. Yeah, she's been going nuts. Um, I thought that was really great because, and then afterward, they ask for it. They say, "Let's just to kill ourselves," which is how this one got into the after dark segment. Um, because I think this is maybe the darkest one in yeah. here. <laughs> um, but I thought it was great to come. And then is ours next? There's another thing right before. But um, because of what we did. I was, I was like, this is hilarious because it's like now they're making fun of us. Uh huh. I, I did take that note while watching it today that, hey, maybe they're a little bit better at dancing than yeah. you and I are. <laughs> oh, man. But thank you. It's great to see you, too. We appreciate you so much. You've been helping with the Christmas specials since the very first year. Yeah. Uh, another bumper. And then. Oh, Greg Nog. Nope. Oh, and there's a picture of the Greg Nog. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm just scrubbing. Let me, I'm going to watch. I think that's in the closing credits. Possibly. Or I think you might be watching a different Christmas special now. No. Let's kill ourselves. Is, oh, it was just like a really, Weird. Quick, really quick, quick moment. That's you so and funny. I just You and I just found the tiniest Easter egg that yeah. neither of us noticed before. Yeah. So Tony obviously clipped out that bumper from last year's special and got a half of a second of Greg Nog in there. Yeah, Greg Nog. Come on, Tony. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, it goes into Christmas Corner. I mentioned. Oh, yeah. I mentioned earlier that we had to put two of Tony's segments one after the other because when his character, the cook, is leaving Heck, he picks up these little food items called Scut. Yeah. And then this is his one him. After returning the Earth from Heck, because Travis Bean is like, hey, you're back. Yeah. You've been gone a while. And then he shows him the new item. He's trying to sell him in this like uh, QVC style show. And the item are these little mushroom guys he brought back yeah. from Heck. Um, This is um like the previous ones they did for the Sissy Pots. But in this one, they're not totally fucking blasted. See, that's what I said, too. And in the interview with Travis Bean, this month's guest, I said that. And he was like, no, we were. <laughs> Um, I've, I've talked to Travis about this one and I've got some info from Tony, I guess like, so this whole segment's like six minutes long, but they filmed for over a half an hour wow. just chatting about this little item that just... 
Tony was trying to get Travis to put into his mouth for the whole time, I assume. <laughs> this is so funny because they're just laughing the whole time. Yeah. Um. Basically, it's instead of the sissy pot, they have a new item, which also uses blood to flavor itself. And it's called the cuddle plug. And it's one of the little scuts that Tony brought back from hell. And yeah. the whole point is to eventually have them put it in their mouths. Because it looks like a tiny penis. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> There are some things in here I really like that Travis and I will talk about in the interview, but I really like that he's wearing two ties. I was just about to say that. <laughs> and I like that the top tie is like wider than uh-huh. the bottom tie, which is like one of the really thin kind. Keeps peeking out. Yeah. He, I'll tell you, because whatever. He, he was like, yeah, I didn't know exactly what I was going to wear for it. And I packed two different ties and then I was trying to decide which one to wear. And I was like, I'll just wear both. <laughs> <laughs> My... Kind of my personal favorite part in this is where Travis is like, you know what I always say? And then he's like, wait, what do I say? <laughs> yeah, and Kyle like- has to tell him from off camera. <laughs> I like that too. And then Tony told me this is like the only part he knew to it, knew what this was going to get to was he wanted it to end with the fish man stuff. Mm-hmm. Because what eventually happens is, and this goes back to the second ever Christmas special, is Lauren returns. Yeah. Who got stabbed to death. In the second Christmas special ever. The oh, first death we've ever seen. Wow. And you find out she didn't die. <laughs> that when Travis Bean turned into a fish man and stabbed her, she's fine. <laughs> but she reveals that Travis Bean, the host of Christmas Corner, has been a fish man this whole time. And then Tony drives him back to a lake to get rid of him. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle's there. And he's like, yeah, I'm a fish man. He's like, yeah, I'm a fish man. <laughs> Puts on his sunglasses. End of segment. Beautiful. It's great. Then our last little bumper and into our segment. Oh, my gosh. I didn't take many notes for this one because I know what happened in it. Me too. Do you know how many years ago you wanted to do this one? It hasn't been that long. It's, I think that it's a it, couple of years, I think. So I think it's in. The sixth year of the Christmas specials, you and I do the segment that's just like looks like a sitcom and is one joke only. Yeah. And oh. I think that's the first year we were going to do this. Yeah, because it, then nothing ha- we didn't go anywhere. Yeah. And so we just had to come up. You had to come up with something that we could do. Yeah, so that makes sense. This was the 10th year of the Christmas special. And I was like, we're doing this one. <laughs> And that's why I made us wrap up any continuity in the summer. Yeah. And a huge part of why I made you do this podcast with me the whole year so I could keep saying, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. Right? <laughs> that's really yeah. why you did the po- it's, podcast. It's a big, it? big, big part of it. It's well, been nice to see you all year, too. Yeah. It will. It worked. Cause, but there was a point at, at one point where we were dragging our feet and uh-huh. I finally just like did did the lyrics. <laughs> yeah. We, we figured it out kind of in steps. We... This one is Aaron and I doing a musical. There's a song from the movie White Christmas called Sisters. Sisters, yeah. Who does it in the movie? The people who do this part in the movie are Rosemary Clooney and Vera Ellen, and they play sisters in it, and they sing a song about being sisters. Okay. (laughs) Um, But the whole premise is that um, Bing Crosby's character and his friend Danny Kaye's character go to watch the, the sisters perform um, at this like nightclub that they work at to uh-huh. see if they want to like feature them in their traveling like vaudeville type act. Okay. I've never seen this movie. I no. love it. Do you watch it every year? Yeah. 
I watch Black Christmas every year. <laughs> um, but yeah, you had said, well, we'll just do like a, a parody of that song that I love and I've seen a million times yeah. and is in my brain all the time. And we got to the point where we were like, well, we just need to like sit down and write Weird Al style parody lyrics to it. And I kept dragging my feet because I don't know the song that well. And I waited for you to do a pass and you pretty well knocked it all out in one go. There were a few parts that you were like, I don't know what to put here. And yeah. I just worked in rhymes. And then even on this podcast, you and I were like, who can we get to choreograph the dance? And we were like, I don't know, a Donnie, I guess. <laughs> and then that week I sent an email to a Donnie. And she was like, sure. She said she had a lot of fun doing it. She did. And it was so helpful. It was. Um, but yeah, you wrote the lyrics and then we kind of had a weird thing where we found a karaoke version of the song, which is the music in it. And there's a long version of the song that we wrote the lyrics based off of. There's the karaoke version of the song that's a different length. And there's the length of the song in the movie, which mm-hmm. is a third length, which is the one you're familiar with. Right. So the day you and I recorded this, we kind of had to work all of those together to get all the ideas to fit together. I think we did pretty good. Yeah, we did. Um, it was it was fun. It didn't take as long as I thought it was going to take. Yeah, it came together really quick. Since you were more familiar with the song, I had you go into your laundry room and you listened to which version of the song? Do you remember? even remember? I, I mean, I we think... we had the three versions. I'm assuming I listened to the... Um... The movie version. Okay. And then, so I had you listen to that and sing along to the lyrics you wrote. And I had you sing all the lyrics, your part and my part. No, no. If we were, if I was reading, oh, wait. No, yeah. Okay. I don't know. (laughs) And then we recorded that. And then I put that together with the karaoke version we had. Yeah. And then I had you go back in again and sing it to that one so it matched the karaoke version Mm. more. And that was it, your final take on the lyrics. Yeah. And then I listened to your version in the karaoke version and sang my lyrics over that part, and we cut it together. Yeah. My favorite part of that day is that you were like, is she stomping in there? And Thomas was like, yeah, don't you know that's her part of her personality? I don't know if you said it that way, but stomping is a part of my personality, I guess. Yeah, you were keeping the beat in there to the song, <laughs> keeping the rhythm going. But yeah, we did that. And then as soon as we had the song put together, I sent it off to Adani. And she started doing the choreography. Mm-hmm. She sent us a little video that she had put together, like a TikTok that yeah. had two Adonis dancing in it. And I tried to the morning that we, the day we were going to do it. I try or the and all maybe the day before as well. I tried to practice a little bit, but I was like, I can't figure out what's going on. <laughs> yeah, and I, I had kind of like explained to her that you and I will watch this video, and we're not really going to know what's going on. What's going to have to happen is like day of, we're going to get together wherever we're doing this. Adani, you're going to go, here's five or 10 seconds of the dance. Do this, do this, do this. We'll film it. We'll move on to the next part. Adani, you'll go, here's five or 10 seconds. Do this, do this, do this. We'll do it. So it was more important for her to be familiar with it than us. Yeah. At least in my brain. And I think it worked out. Mm-hmm. And hopefully it wasn't too hard of on her. I, I think I, I think it. I definitely know that she felt a lot of pressure. I could tell she had a lot of pressure on her, but she did a great job. She did that. Um, Tony shot this and edited it together. We did it in Andrea Black's basement. Chantilly's charms herself. Um, I think the basement was a really good, because I know we were trying to decide between two different places, and I think the basement was the perfect 
you know, why wouldn't we do it in a basement? <laughs> I think that it, it like adds to the overall vibe you and I have created with our yes, segments in yes. the past. Of course, these two weirdos would be eating and dancing and singing in a basement. <laughs> yeah. Um, we do, though. We dance and sing through the whole song. And then we do like a very ambitious shot at the end that isn't just five or ten seconds yeah. where what happens? We're dancing. We're singing. We put on some cool sunglasses and then the camera has to start rotating. Right. And then from us putting on the sunglasses till the very end, it's all one take. Yeah. The camera rotates around. All of a sudden there's backup dancers. You and I jump in back in front of them. So we're in front of the camera and we're doing our version of high kicks. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And we had to run to make sure. And then we did it on our first take. We practiced a couple times and it wasn't great and uh-huh. then we 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 got out on our first take yeah we had six backup dancers there and i had i'd been telling people all week like we're shooting this thing it's at andrea's house we need backup dancers be here at this time sharp and we will get you out of there in less than an hour and then we almost lost one of our backup dancers and i was like no hold on we'll just do one take maximum two and it'll be done yeah and so we got to hang on to the six we had yep. where they were Andrea and Tom, we were at their house. Dan Dutcher, the actual devil, came over. Hilla, who's helped us out so much in these specials. Thomas Shrepfer and Becca Obachowski yeah. all came over. That's great. And we got them out. I think from the time like everyone actually showed up until they were gone, it was only like 20 minutes. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, it worked out really well. I When I was watch- watching it after you sent- it was sent to me, I was like, oh, there's de- definitely... <laughs> A part in this where I'm singing, but my mouth is not moving. <laughs> it's the beginning part when we're um, singing uh, the friendship and murder part. Like oh, the really? very beginning. I don't say the friendship at all. Oh, no. I didn't even notice. I was like, oh, that's because we were like, oh, we did it. Let's move on. <laughs> like, first take. Let's go. Yeah, because I think me, you, Adani, and Tony were there like three hours or four hours yeah. before everyone else. And we shot the majority of it over the day course of that day and then when the backup dancers came in they were like wow it got done so fast and I was, we were like yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm really happy we finally did it yeah we did it it was fun um i um we didn't talk about the the great fans that i made yeah there you go yeah i made the two well in the in the white christmas movie they have big feather fans yeah um and they use those as their props so i wanted to make sure we had those something like that as well my original idea was to also get crazy ostrich feathers to put it on them but those are expensive and i couldn't find them at michael's so you made big paper fans (laughs) so i made a big paper fan and i was trying to it took me forever to figure it out um i was gonna have thomas cut some wood for the um the slats that make the fan sure but then we got our our new couch and it came with all the, these pieces and they're like s- like very condensed um cardboard so it was really hard like they like pressed it or something yeah and it was in the in an l-shaped cover corners and i just cut those and cut those down to make the the slats for the fan and then used some um a nut, like bolts and a nut to keep it together and put pa- glued paper on it. And I remade them because <laughs> at least one, two, t- I made them twice because it wasn't like folding the way I wanted. And then I, so I, the second that I remade it and it 
did the same thing. I was like, oh, this just worked out the exact same way and it's fine. I should have just waited. <laughs> do you still have them? What did we do with them? They're in my car. Okay, good. Yeah, and then I got sparkly letters to put friendship and murder on. You can donate them to the Urbana Public Television Museum. Good. Yeah. And then that's it, really. Do you yeah. have anything else on that one? No, it was just, it was fun. It was it a was, fun day. And yeah. I, it's funny, like, talking about us. I mean, and I'm, it's, this is the case with all of these segments is like, it's so much more work than what you see on there. Because yeah. we did this over the course of days and days and days. And even the day we shot it was like a whole afternoon and early evening. And then it's less than two minutes long. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, um, the credits start. It's a song we've used before. Um, the band Solops, who are some of those Hensley brothers, Luke Wilson, mm. and they recorded their song "Old Boat" that we used oh, last yeah. year. We use that again because, especially in working in this podcast over the year and like thinking about that song, it's like these are about our friends, and that's yeah. what the song's about. I love, I love that song. I think it was great to use it again. And then we just show kind of best ofs from previous specials. I went through the specials one afternoon and just like a segment would start and I would think, here's the main thing I remember from this segment. And I sent Tony the time code and he clipped it out, nice. put as many of them together as he could. And then we end with a post credits thing like we always do, which yeah. I had forgotten about. Yeah. Did, did you remember this? Um, I, I no, Yeah, I guess not. I wasn't really sure. Because the post credit scenes haven't been like what they bloopers you know, again. Bloopers again. So, but I, after obviously watching it, I was like, oh yeah, we, d- Tony did say this is gonna make it into the blooper reel. Yeah, uh, the blooper is Aaron singing. Do you want to sing your line? I don't. Oh, um, a fork. It's a fork line. Um, <laughs> I don't. I can't think of it off the top of my head right now. Oh, I'll I'll do my best, Aaron. Okay. A fork, a fork will, will never, never come, come between my food and my, my hand. Yep, that's it. I'm a little bit um, tonier, though. Oh, wait, is that good or bad? It's bad. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, when we watch this in the theater, are you going to die of embarrassment? Yeah, I. this is the, probably the first, one of the first times that I felt embarrassed watching it. I, I think that's good. I think that it adds to the silliness. Uh, I, I, watching it the second time during watch for the the special, I felt better about it. But the very first time I got it, I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> the thing, the thing I think about as far as like someone hearing how bad you and I think we are at singing, which I think we're not that great, is like Adani had to listen to this so much, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like she's already listened to this more than anyone else ever will. Yeah. Thanks, Adani. Thanks. But yeah, you you sing that line and you launch a fork. Because I offer you a fork, but no, a fork will never come between your food and your hand. Yeah. So you're throwing the fork and you threw it directly at Andrea, <laughs> who was standing off camera. Yeah, we didn't know. I didn't know. She, she like happened to walk into it as I was throwing it. Because we were in her basement. Her. Yeah. Yeah. That's and so funny. I guess that's it for the 10th Christmas special, the Travis Wainer Christmas special X. Yeah. Do you have any overall thoughts on this special? <laughs> at the end of it, I was like, oh, man. Are we getting too old for this? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. I will be 40 next year when we make it. This yeah. is what I spent my 30s doing. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so great. Um, 
I guess then just too like overall working on the specials for 10 years yeah. and or even this podcast for one year. Any overall thoughts about that? It's been fun. I really liked doing the podcast and getting to see you every month and um yeah no i won't see you again until november i know that's why i said that's why i said we should keep doing a podcast oh, well, i don't know what we would do it on yeah we'll um or we could just you know try to hang out more often i'm for that it's a lot less work yeah any thoughts on 10 years of the christmas special itself i uh, yeah well i never expected it to go this long yeah i it's funny thinking back to we've talked about on this podcast like the reason i asked you to help me the first year was because you were my only friend that was eating meat yep and now here we are. Yep. Real good buds. We did it. Yeah, I my kind of thought of 10 years of the Christmas special is it's just so impressive like what our group of friends can do. Yeah, I mean usually at some point things fizzle out. Like this doesn't this has not gotten to that point at all though. Yeah, uh Travis Bean kind of asked me like is this the last one? <laughs> and I was like I, I don't think so. Yeah. It might seem that way cuz we devoted the whole year to working on it yeah. and talking about it. But that was more about like celebrating yeah. years of it, yeah. not yeah. not burying it. Yeah. The last thing we'll have is every month on the podcast, I have the guest ask next month's guest a question. Mm-hmm. The very first month of the podcast, there was no previous guest. Mm-hmm. So I had you ask Jason Liggett a question and I don't remember what it was. <laughs> I think it was like, what was your favorite title? Oh, no, I think it was like, what was your favorite part about working on the Christmas special or okay. something like that? Well, Travis Bean was a guest this month, and he had no future guest to ask a question to. So I had him ask a question for you. Woo! I can't wait to hear your answer. Great. So here's the question that Travis Bean, the other Travis, had for you. All right, Aaron, my question for you is, uh, well, I, I have to say I always enjoy enjoyed the segments where you and travis were eating food that was a strange sentence to say (laughs) but i always like it's so perfectly weird and like funny and like it it just feels like people getting together and doing something silly it which is like something tony and i have always done in making movies and everything so I, i i've always found it strangely enjoyable just to watch you guys eat food and then find weird ways of eating the food but if Imagine a universe where Travis isn't there for whatever reason, and you are still going to do this segment. Uh, who would you want to eat food with? Uh, preferably a celebrity. They can be dead or alive. Your pick. Um, and then what food you would you be eating? And and what way would you be eating that food? <laughs> People throwing it at you, uh, whatever way you can think to eat it. Okay. Thanks, Travis. Um, so I know what I know what people think I'm gonna say. They're gonna think I'm gonna say like Kurt Russell or The Rock, maybe Kevin Bacon. Uh-huh. I love all those guys. But I thought about it and I think the person who I'd wanna do it with, um first of all, trying to think of like anybody possible, like dead or alive is too much. Because I also then I'd have to like throw Prince in there, but I don't think he's a, actually a very friendly person, so I wouldn't <laughs> want to do it with Prince. Um, but um, so what I decided on is uh, Florence Pugh. Okay. Because she seems like a lot of fun, and maybe she could be my actual friend. Whereas with Kurt Russell, I think I just want him to be my other dad. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So uh, she might be could be my actual friend, and she already does stuff where she like does her own little cooking things on 
TikTok or Instagram or something. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah. Um. So it'd be with her. Okay. Um, what are you and Florence eating? I mean, I think it'd have to be something messy, obviously. Okay. Like, I'm going to eat something and do it on camera. It's going to be messy. Mm, like pasta with your hands. Pasta with our hands. Um, I don't know. I figure she's like British or something. So I figure she could pick something British that I have never eaten before. Hopefully just not like black pudding because I don't mm. want to eat that. Spotted dick. Oh, no. That is a thing. <laughs> I can't remember what type of thing that is. Is it like a vegetable? I feel like it's a dessert, like a sugary bready dessert oh, in a can interesting i've never had it i just wanted to say dick on yeah, the podcast dick. i'm running out of opportunities to say dick on this podcast you're gonna have to like say it eight times when we're done yeah that's how we'll finish this off <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so we could eat something like that um so gross british food gross british food i guess and then the next part is how we would eat it yeah what sort of weird way would you eat it I initially thought that, or like, I guess it doesn't necessarily mean we're going to eat it, but I initially thought about how she's in like action movies now and we could do some type of fun action scene. But then I thought that's too much like the claw stuff. Okay. So like fighting wouldn't work. But I guess we could do an action scene without fighting, like running and jumping on buildings and like we could do parkour. There you go. (laughs) Parkour food into our mouth. Like as you're flipping, doing a backflip in the air, you catch a little spotted dick in your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe that. Um, but I also think she's super witty, so I'd want her to talk. So I'm I'm conflicted. Okay. So Florence Pugh, not quite sure what weird way to do it. Yeah. Actiony. You could bungee jump out of a helicopter. Oh man, we might choke. we might choke on spotted i was like i was like is the bungee around your neck (laughs) oh on the food (laughs) i'm so dumb (laughs) my dumb dick well aaron that's gonna do it for the podcast thank you for helping me all year you're welcome i loved it i had a great time all right and i'll see you in 11 months (laughs) see you next year at the end of the year bye (laughs) bye Dick, 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 dick. All alone. La, 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 la. And that does it for the Travis Wayne Hurt Christmas Special X. And it also does it for this podcast. I meant to spend this entire year reflecting on a decade of the Christmas special, and that's exactly what I've done. It was a lot of hard work, and I'm kind of glad that I don't have to do it every month anymore. I do want to give a special thank you to everyone who was able to come onto the podcast this year. Jason Liggett, Lindsay Markle, Madeline Wolski, Trevor Doughty, Laurel Brown, Joanna Troutman, Tony Walter, Colleen Troutman, Jen Quinlan, Luke Burtgetter, Andrea Black, Anastasia Pennington-Flax, Dan Dutcher, and Travis Bean. I also want to give a little shout out to Adani Sanchez. At the end of last year, when I decided I was going to do this, I reached out to a handful of people and had them record their favorite memories of the Christmas special throughout the year. I cut them together into a trailer and put it out on January 1st. How did I get here? (laughs) What events in my life led me up to the point where I was rolling around on the ground play fighting with some of my friends? 
of the voices that appeared in that trailer. Adani's the only one who didn't make it onto the pod this year. She was a backup guest for many of the months because she's someone I really enjoy talking to. She's actually one of the only people in the world that I talk to almost every single day. So thank you, Adani. And hey, if we do an episode next year about the 11th Christmas special, maybe you can be the guest. And a very, very, very special thanks to my co-host, Aaron Gillis, who worked on this podcast with me all year and on the Christmas specials with me over the last decade. Aaron, the true highlight of this podcast was getting to sit around and laugh with you every month. I'll see you soon. There's nothing too profound here to say at the end. I think that if you want to hear my thoughts on the Christmas special, maybe go back and listen to all of the episodes. And hey, it's never too early to start working on the 11th Christmas special. If you have any ideas, feel free to email me. My email address is doctor.420.69.420.69 at gmail.com. Or you can always reach out to me on Twitter, where I am, at Jake Fogelnest. Our theme music is by Bookmobile, who can be found at badboysofbookmobile.bandcamp.com. Our interstitial music is by Larry Gates, who can be found at curbservicemusic.com. My name's Travis Wainhurt. If anyone out there would like to give me a ride home, I think that'd be real nice. between my food and my hand.